check test. Hello, are you on? Mic, mic check test. No, I yeah. am. My one two. You're yeah, oh, slinging what I'm spilling. Are we good? I'm yep. inhaling with your breathing. <laughs> All right, roll the <laughs> intro. Welcome to Geek PD, the show where we investigate everything movies, comic books, TV shows, tech, and video games to infinity and beyond. And I'm Ian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you alright, Ian? I'm sick this episode. It's yeah. alright. It's okay. You still sound pretty sexy. Oh. And yeah. you know what sexy else is sexy? Me. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Dre. And my name is Migs. Now, for those of you who have only been tuning in today, we talk about everything geek-related. It could be nighttime, Migs. Or, or you tonight. Know. It's a podcast. It is also the third episode, so. Yeah, so people yes. can be listening. Like, whenever why would they, they listen want. to the third? It's not the. Yeah, so they'd Walang have. Walang basagan ng trip iyan. Okay, yeah. I will not S- make basag the glass of that. Speaking that of trip. things getting basag, Mix, you're. Ingat ka sa phone mo. Oh, ha? yeah, it makes it might fall, ha? Wait lang. No, that's okay. Oh, 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 oh Mix! Oh, <gasps> it's okay, okay. It's okay, I got it. Ah, what a relief. Ah, I know, thank goodness. Or shall I say, thank you to Podcast Network Asia, <laughs> whose studios are located at We Remote Co working Philippines for helping us out with our show. Wow, Mix. I want to learn more about the podcasts under the network. Oh what? my God, Dre, you're so lucky. You're so lucky right now. You know why? Why, Mix? Because if you want to know more, you can visit their website at www.podcastnetwork.asia. All right. Thank you, Mix, for that wonderful... Oh, you're so welcome. Um, <laughs> obvious, obviously not a plug, you know, yeah. but it, it's a plug, guys. It's a plug. No, it's just like part of our conversation. It is. It's very Literally. conversational. But I think it's right about time to open today's case file. I want to kind of bring up a question to you guys because, again, we're very into D&D. Yes. Mm-hmm. I almost said Dre and I. Or <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian, Migs, and I. Or like tabletop role-playing games in yeah. general. Exactly. And I'm sure most listeners would know who I'm talking about. Migs, I just told you I not f- to drop your phone. Migs. Oh, I, d- I didn't drop it. It's okay. Thank goodness. Or shall <laughs> I say? <laughs> yes. No, I'm just but kidding. You know what? Okay. Everybody, I think, uh, with the resurgence of this kind of theme with pop culture, everybody should know who I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about Cthulhu. Mm. But today's case file is not just generally about Cthulhu. Or else we'd be here until next week. (laughs) Yes, or you'd all go insane as we talk about it. But today's case file is... How do you actually pronounce Cthulhu? Now, Drake brought this up already last time that we recorded an episode, but he didn't exactly tell us what exactly it was. He like, just wanted the to tease us. Yeah, he wanted mm-hmm. to tease us, like the bad boys that we are. But like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking about it because you cannot possibly say Cthulhu properly. If you were with, to follow the context of the mythos. Yeah, like, with yeah, human exactly. vocal cords. Yes, because... For all those people who are, who, who are thinking, well, how can you possibly know how to pronounce Cthulhu? You just make that up. No, actually, H.P. Lovecraft, for all those people who don't know, but you should, H.P. Lovecraft is the person that created Cthulhu mm-hmm. and most Lovecraftian things, hence... Most Lovecraftian? It's actually called Lovecraftian, all Lovecraftian because it's exactly, by H.P. Lovecraft. Exactly. Yeah. So he actually, in, in, in a little anecdote, he did actually explain how to pronounce Cthulhu mm-hmm. phonetically. He, he wrote it down, but mm-hmm. also, as, as you did say, as you guys said, he also did say that that pronunciation is the best that us humans can do, given our vocal cords, because okay. the general thing is that the Cthulhu's actual pronunciation can only be pronounced by great old ones. 
or Meaning ancient like, ones. Yeah, like, like eldritch horrors. Exactly. Like we don't actually have the capa- the vocal capability mm-hmm. to make the sounds necessary to pronounce it right. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, like these are the types of things that make your hair grow white mm-hmm. from going insane. Oh, because- like War of the Worlds type? Yeah, kind of. Somewhat, but like this is more of because it's so otherworldly yeah. and incomprehensible by the human mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this must be pretty darn stressful if that's the case. No, I, I mean, I, I do like talking about this kind of stuff, especially nowadays, because as you may or may not know or may or not, may not have noticed, Lovecraftian themes have been growing or mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. much more mainstream. Popular, yeah. Yeah, in mainstream media. And one of the one of the, the biggest and most obvious things to bring up is Stranger Things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, traditionally, if you really look at the whole concept of it, it's not, it, it's not the traditional kind of mythos mm-hmm. of, of Lovecraftian eldritch horror because mm-hmm. it's it's in the upside down. And we mm-hmm. don't really even know what it, the, the quote-unquote mind flayer mm-hmm. in Stranger Things is really supposed to be and where, where it's actually really from. Yeah. All we know is that it's from an alternate dimension, which... The upside down. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Miggs is also quite a big fan of Lovecraft and stuff, so why don't I you... dabble. <laughs> so why don't you give us a little bit of an explanation to what an eldritch horror is? An eldritch horror, it's actually something that's supposed to predate time itself. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the okay. entities that sort of create the fabrics that we know as the cosmos itself. Mm-hmm. Eldritch horrors are so incompre- incomprehensible, like I said a while ago, to any human being to the point of being driven insane because it's described as an unearthly chorus every time that you encounter one. It's like just a mishmash of otherworldly horrific sounds and noises and visuals. Some are tried, like some people try to explain what they actually look like, like for example, Nyarlathotep which is oh, another yes. god hmm. next to Cthulhu. He's actually a combination of multiple tentacles and tendrils and eyeballs and planets. Oh, yeah. So, like, you can just... Every time that you Google up an Eldritch Horror, you're mostly just going to get tentacles, which is a very... Like, it's, <laughs> it's a very common trope. Yeah, and, it's, and, and it can definitely get quite confusing for a lot of people, especially yeah. how to pronounce them. Nyar Lethotep. Yeah. yeah. So, I well, mean, if you look up Eldritch Horrors and Lovecraftian Horrors on Google or YouTube, you're going to find mm-hmm. a bunch of videos actually explaining... Most, if not all, of the other Eldritch Horrors besides Cthulhu. Yeah, but in the very essence, these things are definitely gods. They are gods in that nature that they are so, like, so old. That's why they're called the Great Old Ones. And channeling their energy can eventually lead you to using sorcery or, like, warlock magic. It's black magic. Yeah, Eldritch magic. That's where the spell, for for those who play D&D, that's where the spell (laughs) called Eldritch Blast comes from. Oh, God, don't get me started on Eldritch Blast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And... There is a D&D counterpart to these cosmic beings, which is called the Aberrations, mm-hmm. such as the Mind Flayer, which uh, is technically an aberration. An, is an abolith an aberration? Yes, yes it, it is. is, right? And also an Elder Brain, which I was just discussing with you a while ago. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that they base off of the, the great old ones. But in D&D lore, it is called the Outer Planes. Yes. They come from the Dark Dimension. They come from dimensions that just do not resonate with the same at the same vibrant Vibrant vibrations, vibrations, yeah, frequency yeah, yeah. as our plane does. Yeah. Also, for quick clarification, for those who don't know, the reason why they call the mind flare the mind flare in Stranger Things mm-hmm. is because in Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, there is a creature there. Albeit, it doesn't look quite like the mind well, it flare. It has the octopus head. Yeah, because <laughs> in in D and D we have this. It's basically a humanoid dude, mm-hmm. but he has the just think Davy Jones. Yeah, so like more an octopus squid head. But honestly, like even Davy Jones looks a little bit more human than these guys. Like there's no yeah. mouth. They don't have a mouth. Yeah, it's that's just, true. It's just an octopus for a head. Yeah, so I mean, they, they still do follow the themes of, of yeah. D&D 
in that regard. Now, for those people who are wondering, I mean, what I'm, what I'm talking about when I say that it's become more popular in pop culture, it's it's been going on since way before Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. For those people who play video games, yeah. there is Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's I, definitely Lovecraftian inspired. Right? <laughs> I mean, most people would maybe be confused in that. I mean, Lovecraftian mostly, as you said, is mostly tentacly stuff. Yeah. And Dead Space isn't technically mostly tentacly stuff. They're more yeah. really insectoid kind of weird uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a combination of aliens zombies and you in essence these things are aliens yeah because they're not from this world yes and whatnot and also the final boss in dead space one for those who have played it if you're familiar with the hive mind mm-hmm. it is also a representation of an eldritch god because they it is a mishmash of different corpses and they all share one single consciousness yeah. yeah. So, I mean, do, are you familiar with any other Eldritch or Lovecraft and stuff, Ian? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, there is culture? actually a, because you know, I told you about legacy board games. Yes. They're, yeah, they're board games that don't really have any kind of replayability. Mm-hmm. Like Pandemic, there's actually a yeah. legacy version of it. There's actually another board game that's kind of like that, mm-hmm. but it's actually just it's actually very generic. It's just called Eldritch Horror, and mm-hmm. I've been meaning to introduce it to you guys because I played I played like a thirty minute session. When I was with my high school friends, is this a new game? When uh, did it come out? No, a, a few a few years ago, mm-hmm. like around twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen. Ooh, let's yeah, quickly uh, explain to the people what you mean by the that these games don't really have. Okay, so a legacy board game in essence is a kind of board game that has a certain kind of progression process in a way that you can't, like in a single player campaign for a video game, for example, you can't really backtrack like it's a linear story meaning you will not find anything new if you try to replay it again and also it's also called a legacy board game because you actually manipulate the the physical board in Mm -hmm. such a way that you can't replay it now that's you you destroy some parts of the board you destroy certain cards certain things you have to draw on there's an auto save well Well, it's checkpoint based in a way and there are a lot of versions of legacy board games Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. I would actually even say that there isn't an autosave in the sense that since you're destroying parts of the board game that's true Mm -hmm. you can't go back anymore Mm -hmm. so you're you're stuck wherever you are (laughs) and and I I would imagine it'd be really tough if you guys spend so much time trying to finish that game and maybe you didn't finish Mm -hmm. and the next time you get to play with your play group is like months from then and you forgot where you are but you can't backtrack or replay again because you already ripped up a bunch of those cards that's true yeah, so what is what is it's this? It's like Dark Souls. <laughs> Tell me more about the, the Eldritch Horror. It's kind game. of like a Cluedo type of... It's a lot of... A, no, it's, it's Eldritch uh, Cluedo. And no, it's it's kind of... The, the design of the game is kind of like Cluedo. There's mm-hmm. a lot of... It's like Warhammer, dude. It's so complicated. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of mini figurines and whatnot. I'll send you a link and maybe you can... It's just so expensive. I was checking the price in gaming library. Yeah. It's around 12K. Oh, Wait, good okay. How, how many hours of playtime do you get like at the very least i mean i'm pretty sure a 30 minute session that you played with your friends that's like a short no, that's not even already. yeah no i was just sitting in uh-huh. it oh. wasn't even a session it's it's a continuous storyline that just you play it in chapters mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i'd imagine it's it's meant to be played for for a long span of time yeah because they're seasons they're, yeah. they're divided into seasons and they're expansion packs yeah. kind oh, of just so, like modules for dnd so the eldritch horror the the, the one that's worth worth 12k that's yeah. a bunch of seasons in one. I th- I'd imagine. I think it's the main. It's the main. The main campaign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, Sweet. for some, for somebody to to just drop twelve k on a board game, that's mm-hmm. asking for a lot. That's so you true. either got to be really into 
Lovecraft and stuff, really into board games, mm-hmm. or maybe your playgroup is big enough that you can probably all pitch in for something. Yeah, and you true. definitely got to have a committed playgroup when it comes to these games. Because, oh, yeah. again, oh, you, you kind of move as a unit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and you have to appreciate, even though it's rather expensive, that the quality, the detail of these board games are very, very top-notch. Oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, the, I mean, like, as the, any board game, like, I bought the... I bought the 50th anniversary edition, or yeah. was it of Pandemic? Yeah, and it's stylized like an old World War med kit oh, in a, in that's a platinum really cool. casing. Yeah, and the usual yeah. st- standard packaging is just in a cardboard box. It was really cool. So you, I mean, you do get your money's worth to yeah, a degree. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's always so. I don't know if it's just me, but opening a new. A yeah. new board game smelling the the quality of the cards, etc. Oh, that yeah. new oh, board game yeah. smell. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, in the same lane as games, of course, there is this another really famous video game that is very much mm-hmm. so the epitome of eldritch horrors mm-hmm. and Lovecraftian stuff in a video game. And I think Migs knows where I'm going with this. I don't know if Ian does as well. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne, mm. of course. Yes. Now, uh, from again, software, you guys know how to craft some really good games. Yeah, and although some, they, I mean, for people who don't know, this is the same developers who made Dark Souls and Demon yeah. Souls, and some people would also argue that Dark Souls is Lovecraftian in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But well, it definitely takes some elements from it. Yes, I would mm. say in terms of the, the horror aspect and how they kind of go about. The, the how tense the game is, mm-hmm. I would definitely say that it does fall in the Lovecraftian genre. Yeah, but it pales in comparison to Bloodborne in executing mm-hmm. the Lovecraft because it's literally tentacles everywhere. Yeah. Now, to a lot of people that don't play a lot of video games, I don't suggest picking up Bloodborne as the first video game that you would play because it, it does <laughs> kind of take a veteran somewhat. It is a very difficult game. It is. It is a very difficult game. And it does have a very steep learning curve. Yeah. But I will tell you this. I mean, from somebody who okay. Quick little backstory, little story time from me and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne now is one of my favorite games I own and mm-hmm. have ever played. Yeah. And I do want to replay it soon. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's still kind of fresh in my mind. I would say it's one of those games that to replay it, you got to have not played it for at least about a year. Mm-hmm. Because everything that happens, like all your experiences in that game will stick with you for quite some time that you will remember it all. Sort of like a post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Okay, so for reference, if you haven't played anything from From Software, Uh you would at least have known everything about the memes of Dark Mm -hmm. Souls being so difficult that people just rage quit. The thing about Bloodborne is that, okay, people also argue which is harder, Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Yeah. But with Blood, I would say they're two different games in their own right. It's like Mm -hmm. comparing an apple and an orange. Yeah, because in Dark Souls, you have a shield, and the gameplay is much slower. In Bloodborne, you have no shield, and you're mostly dodge rolling. They replaced (laughs) the shield. It's more hack and slash, isn't it? Because they replaced the shield with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, instead of taking that defensive position in Dark Souls where you just block, and then you dodge, and then you look for an opportunity, you have to be more aggressive in Bloodborne. Yes, but also still defensive. Because when you hear us saying that they replaced the shield with a gun, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, so I'm just going to start shooting things up. But the gun actually mostly is there for parrying. Yeah. So you you wait for the right the right animation Window. from yeah. the enemy and you shoot them and it'll parry them and it'll stagger them for a while. So yeah. you would say that it's a it's more of a different kind of feel in terms of the mechanic rather than it being more difficult. There are some elements that are still there. You still got to dodge roll a lot. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you get you get sort of this immunity when you dodge roll, but the gun, it just gives you that opportunity of attack where you can do a critical hit. Yeah. So that's, that's still from Dark Souls, which you can do if you parry them with, with your, your weapon. Sh- yeah. Yeah, but in this case, you can parry them from afar. Yeah, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, but but again, 
They are. I would. I wouldn't know. Would you say they're equally as difficult? But yeah. in different ways, in their own way, because again, there are easy bosses for mm-hmm. some people, but those exact same bosses could be difficult for other people. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely do agree with that. And again, it it really does vary on maybe you find faster gameplay with that mm-hmm. difficulty much harder, and so, you prefer to kind of bide your time with your shield. Yeah. So yeah. if someone asks, is it more difficult or is it easier than Dark Souls? I would say yes. yes to both yeah because again in in blood i mean i've played dark souls once Mm -hmm. and it was the very start of it where you fight that really fat dragon thing yeah Mm -hmm. where i didn't know you were supposed to run away so i kept trying to kill it the d it's it's actually a demon (laughs) it looked like a fat dragon to me yeah yeah when it had like the wings and everything Mm -hmm. yeah and i tried to kill it and then my friend just let me do it and Mm -hmm. after 30 minutes like you know you're not supposed to kill it i'm like what yeah yeah well the same thing happens in bloodborne yes where there's a werewolf yeah, and with, again, in Bloodborne, I don't want to spoil too much about Bloodborne, but then again, Bloodborne is a game where you can't really spoil much. It's fine. It came out in 2015. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but what I mean is that it doesn't have a linear storyline in that when you play it, there's not a story you're following per se. You kind of figure out the story by is it picking like up a lot of flavor text. Yeah, by mm-hmm. maybe you you find a book or a note in the corner, yeah. and it tells you a little bit more about what happened to the world. Yeah. So oh, the yeah. farther you progress, even the loading screen sometimes, the oh, farther yeah, yeah. you progress into the game, the more it paints this big picture of a lore. Yeah. And then you just you just get tidbits yeah. of what it actually or is. Or sometimes you just pick up some side mm-hmm. this some some side voices or or, or some some scripted mm-hmm. stuff from mm-hmm. the characters yeah. that they that you're not even talking to them, that maybe they're just kind of saying it and you just have to pick it up mm-hmm. while you're playing. That's how they disseminate the story of Bloodborne, which mm. from for me was a little bit of a turnoff. In that I'm a I'm a very story oriented guy. Like I mean, Migs and Ian know that sometimes I can watch a relatively poorly done TV series or movie, yeah. but if the lore is is something that I can really delve myself into, and if and the world building and the story is told to me in a really good way, mm-hmm. then I can really get into it. Yeah. And it was a little bit of a change of pace for me because with Bloodborne, they just they drop you in the world. And you just have to kill your way through things and hope you don't die. Yeah, and you have to guess what's happening all around you. Yeah, actually, that is the perfect way of putting it. Yeah. Half the time, you're just trying to guess what the story is. Yeah. But also, by progressing through the stages, you st- it start the game starts painting a picture of what has Slowly. happened to the world. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is that the, the, the one thing that Migs told me before I started, or when, when I started just getting into it, that really does stick to me. And the thing I, I can't ever forget is that you know the thing about the story of Bloodborne is even when you finish it, you still don't really understand the story. Mm-hmm. The best way to understand it is after that, watch a bunch of videos of story of Bloodborne explained. And even then you'd still be a little bit confused mm-hmm. because there's so much detail to it. Like every little thing about the old blood and how it affected a certain character yeah. and how that character affected another character and that how that affected the whole world. Yep. <laughs> it's, Just, it's, so what's the story of Bloodborne? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a lot to take in, but again, I would say that this if if you want to get a grasp of again, and if if you're if you're willing to play something a, a video game that has a little bit more a lot more difficulty mm-hmm. than what you're used to, but you do want to get into you know Lovecraftian horror and eldritch horror, and I would say this is one of the video games that really does feel like a horror game mm-hmm. while it being kind of a hack and slash. Yeah. Because yeah. you're afraid of whatever is coming up in the corner next to you. You don't know if something's there. Or like it, something like burst through a bunch of crates. Exactly. And and, and the ambiance and the music or sometimes lack thereof yeah. really does get you. And it, it, it is a scary game in and of itself in the very Lovecraftian way. Of course, you see a lot of 
tentacles and uh, what are the amygdalas? Yeah, amygdala. yeah. Which you kind of see them later, more later on in the game. Is, They're based off of Cthulhu. Yeah, and the amygdalas in this game are basically the eldritch horrors. Yep. They're these giant things mm-hmm. that kind of they're there. They, you can fight some, but they, others. They predated human beings. Yeah, and the scariest things for me about Eldritch Horrors is that it really does. We are to them as ants are to us. Yeah, like our existence is so minuscule, and it, it means so little. And it's not just size wise; it's also like the level of understanding from yeah. us compared to an ant. Yeah, and like mm. uh, and how little we affect. The existence of the universe. That is what the amyg- we are to the amygdalas. You know how the most that we interact with ants and we ever think of them is if, if they're, they're eating our food or mm-hmm. if, if they bite us. Yeah. That's it. And we never really think of them for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. That is what the old ones think of us. And you really do feel that also in games such as Bloodborne where you see this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, granted, there are there is like one. There is one amygdala you could fight yeah, and eventually but kill. it's optional. It's optional. But the, the rest that you find scattered around the world Albeit, you don't really go in, in in the traditional way where if you see one, you'd go insane. Yeah. In this game, you don't really go insane, but there no, are... No, well, in this game, you sort of get these things called insight. Ah, yes, that's yeah. true, yeah. Which is technically you going more and more insane. Yeah. But in going insane, that's when you can start to see the amygdalas actually scattered around the map. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, a quick little thing. It's This is starting to become more about why Bloodborne is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... In Bloodborne, since Ian hasn't really played Bloodborne, yeah, I have not. Um, there is, as Mig said, things called insight. <sighs> mm-hmm. Now there are, I mean, as as we both we all know in life, with knowledge sometimes comes, you know, sometimes it's better to be. What, what is what is the saying? To quote Ign- another video game, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To and quote that, another video game, he who increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Yeah, so that definitely applies in in little of Craftian themes. Because again, the of more course, yeah. the more you know. I mean, out of all the times you've played Call of Cthulhu, yeah, our, our yeah. insanity is always yeah. going off the yeah. roof. Yeah, and actually, I have we're going to bring up Call of Cthulhu in a while. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the thing about in Bloodborne is that you get insight. It's something you can choose to get, and you're going to be able to see some of the the, the more interesting eldritch horrors and eldritch mm-hmm. things in the world. But also, it makes the game harder because mm-hmm. the enemies start getting new movesets and they change up like they get a new move they they change their attack patterns and they get maybe ranged attacks yep so it's a trade-off do you want to be able to see that part of this world but then it makes it harder or do you just want to be like nah i'm good i'm good with this difficulty Mm -hmm. so it's it's really a trade-off and some people can easily just say nah i'm good Mm -hmm. but for those people who really want to see a bunch of it you know what what nothing (laughs) perfect segue (laughs) i'm sorry no okay uh, as, as as Ian did, let's try to veer away from Bloodborne because we've talked a lot about Bloodborne already. Although, like before we do, could, could, could Ian and I try to take a jab at what Cthulhu is actually how it's, how pronounced? it's pronounced? Yeah, go for it. I'm actually really intrigued to see mm. Chatutlu. What's that? Chatutlu. A part of what you're saying is correct. Is it the chut or the utlu? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Ian, take a jab at no, it. No, I think... Is there a T? I feel, I feel like it's just kala. I don't know. <sighs> I feel like it's just like a sound, not really a word of anything. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you both this right now. Uh-huh. You're both right about something. What did you say? I kind of just <laughs> groaned with the C at the beginning. <laughs> like, okay, can, can you say yours? Can you say your one? I said like kula. And then Migs? 
Chatutlu. Now you take certain aspects from those, put them together. Chatutlu. <laughs> you know, it's all going to make more sense at the end of the show when, when we delve into the case file. But um, Okay, fine. Yeah. But again, uh, a quick little plug again for Bloodborne, even if mm-hmm. we're not sponsored by Front Top for Bloodborne. But if you want to sponsor us, holla, holla at your boy. My God. <laughs> like, Dre, if you could get a logo tattooed on your ass just for sponsors, you would do it. You would, you would sponsor yourself. <laughs> 100%. Now, okay. Uh, granted, we have been talking about Bloodborne, but this was released when, Migs? Like 2015. 2015, so quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. But Four as of years. recent, I mean, I would say even then. It's, from it's 2019, Ian. Four. It's, yeah. 2015, four years. Oh, dude, four quick Migs. Brain, brain, quick brain hurdy <laughs> when do math. Yeah, so uh, there, I would say there has been a break when it came for, since then when it came to Lovecraftian games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there, they started releasing some more like it, no, the the last the actual Call of Cthulhu game wasn't it released last year? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with Bloodborne, it wasn't that direct of like, oh, this is a. It was just inspired with the themes. Yeah. And and now we get much more obviously the crafting games. Of course, there is Sinking City. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yes. I mean, trailer for the game is so good. By the way. Yeah. So if if you guys haven't seen it yet, definitely have y'all. Is it? It's out, right? Sinking City. Is it not? Mm -hmm. Because I okay, I honestly haven't played it yet, but I am. Desperately awaiting to play that game. Yeah. Is it on console? And I, that actually, Ian, Ian, our, our team right now is checking that out. And again, by our team, I mean Ian on his laptop. Well, I mean, <laughs> Migs has a laptop. And Migs has a laptop it's, too. Oh, uh, when is it out? Me, no, it has been out. How long has it been out for? A few months. Okay, and I, well, maybe we gotta actually start playing this game. And I don't want to give too much away about the plot. Which, if anything, you can just check out the trailer. But again, that oh, it's coming out on the Switch. Ooh, <laughs> and very much so. I, I, I believe at the very end of the trailer, he gets grabbed by some tentacle thingy. So that mm. in of itself. Well, I mean, the actual poster art already has some something very yeah, Cthulhu I mean, related. Yeah, oh yeah, it's literally Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's that, and then of course uh, the the last game in in my list of things that's very recently released mm. is. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, the actual. Yeah, because of, uh, for those who don't know, there is a, a board game, Call of Cthulhu. Yep, yep. Which is, I mean, it it's similar in when it comes to D and D and in regards to role playing. It is a tabletop role yeah, playing game, but the mechanics are totally different, and it's yeah, crazy. Definitely. Yeah, we won't we won't we'll, we'll not get into that. Maybe a whole other show where you talk about the mechanics of that game, but they actually released a video. Is it out? Already? Yeah, it's been out. Call, it's been Call out of for Cthulhu, a year. like on on a PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Is last, that, last, literally yeah. last Halloween. Oh, so so perfectly released. Yeah. So yeah, but it's coming on a Switch. I'm, Actually, no, it is out on the Switch. Oh, and since it came out last no year, way. October eight. Yeah. And the prices must be a little lower now. Probably. Hopefully. I don't know. Because I mean, I've been planning to get this game, but now that I know it's on the Switch, I might probably get it on the Switch. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I mean, if The Witcher's on the Switch and oh, it can yeah. run a solid thirty yeah. frames, I'm sure. I'm sure Call of Cthulhu yeah. can. And what what to me what's cool about this game is that everything you see about like the you know in in Call of Cthulhu the video uh, the board game you have skills yes. right and the percentage you have on those skills are your rate of success yeah mm-hmm. it works the same way in the video game oh. so so is there a lot of prep for building your character I think so because I've only seen portions of the gameplay trailer. And there, there, there were parts like, say, lockpicking where you'd mouse over it or, I guess, cursor over it. And then it'll tell you the percentage of your lockpicking skill. Mm, so okay. it, it does definitely still play on the same gameplay style of the of the board game. So for those people who are fans of that, they can definitely still see that on the, on the video game style. Mm. Now, 
the question I want to post to you guys is what, what do you think is up with all this Eldritch Lovecraft and stuff coming into pop culture all of a sudden? To me, I feel like it's it's the different mediums that are popping up. Like mm. the, the different ways that people can express what an actual Eldritch horror is. Because nowadays, CGI in video games, it's like super... Oh, like, that's true. Uh, oh, the that's future true. is now when it comes Especially to... Especially with the PS5 coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And even Sony is arguing that the PS5 is going to be the fastest running console supposedly <laughs> why nothing sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm, just, I'm just peeking over Migs's tabs are you like, like what, what is, what is on his tabs oh no <laughs> <laughs> i was like sorry i just i just had to point that out like, anyway well i'm um, sorry if i'm like if you're more a nintendo person no 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 i i love all videos but yeah yes. so right now we can actually we sometimes we, we can't even differentiate. To, yeah, we have technology, and sometimes we can't even differentiate what is real on screen and especially what is actually with deep fakes nowadays. Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Deep fakes, yeah. <laughs> so many deep fakes, Cthulhu. <laughs> 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 no, but I think it's just because we we know Lovecraftian lore being expressed through the books, the yes. Necronomicon. Yeah. You know, the different books that H.P. Lovecraft came out with that just allude. They don't. They're not even supposedly about yeah, Cthulhu, but and they allude to it. Actually, speaking of that, people even argue that all the games and all the Lovecraft and stuff that are out right now mm-hmm. paint a better picture of then, Lovecraft and stuff than then, Lovecraft ever did. Yeah, because so, in his books and like as Mick said, it's all very vague. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of being a, a book author. Oh, that's <laughs> true. You leave it to the imagination yeah. of the reader. Yeah. But I think it's just because people are have been so curious about what exactly these things look like and what they feel like. Mm-hmm. They've been so curious about it for so long that finally now that we have the means to actually express them on screen and whatnot, yeah. or we can get close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why these video games are coming out. Oh, okay. And and you th- is that I mean, imagine if it was in 16-bit graphics, Trey. Oh, that's true. That 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 would have. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I think a Call of Cthulhu game 16 bit does exist. What? If I'm not no, mistaken, dude, I don't know. I I remember. Uh, yeah. While you look that. Okay. Fact now, check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now now that you you've said that, Migs, I'm a, I'm gonna post a question to Ian. Now, okay. Besides Stranger Things, we haven't really seen much Cthulhu esque or Lovecraftian esque things on the big screen, on the silver screen. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. But why? Why do you think that is? Because obviously they made the, they, they they can successfully show something that scary and, and that crazy with the with the recent season of Stranger Things. Why haven't they really brought it to the big screen or anything similar to to that kind of theme? Okay, I don't want to overstep and you know speak with someone who seems like they they emanate authority in yeah. film or cinema but yeah. i like to think what? <laughs> <laughs> what what am i doing in this podcast <laughs> anyway so i i think it's because it's very hard to to ground these certain elements these certain tropes mm-hmm. the 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 actual subject matter like with yeah. with elder horror and all of these these older these older beings and yeah. deities i feel like it's hard to actually form a grounded story that people can relate to like uh-huh. something on a on a conversational level like something some kind of experience you would usually experience or you know co- go through on a regular day mm-hmm. and compare it to something as crazy as, yeah i feel like as a movie people when when shown movies like these it's usually very blockbuster type very triple a ah. in a way now it doesn't feel like have you seen hereditary that that horror movie oh, okay. Good Lord. okay i'm i'm gonna uh, for, for i guess a little a little side thing about me to all those listeners whether or not you believe in this stuff, if you believe in spirits, third eye, it over the air. <laughs> yeah, the spirits of the third eye. I have a very active third eye, 
and I've had a lot of experiences with spirits and and things that go bump in the night. At least, if, again, if you believe in that stuff. And I actually wanted to see Hereditary because I was curious about it. Mm-hmm. But some people have told me that I probably shouldn't watch it. Well, and I quote, okay. "Given your condition." Okay. <laughs> no, no. Okay, there are just certain frames in the film, Dre, that yeah. are just they're unsettling. Yeah, and the story isn't even that complicated. It's very mm-hmm. simple, and just because of these certain things that are happening to these certain people, yeah, certain these things are happening, like the mm-hmm. the, the actual plot. And I yeah. feel like when you try to in- integrate this, let's say for for literature from C.S. Lewis or, okay. or or Tolkien it's hard to it's hard to kind of condense them mm-hmm. and apply them in the 21st century kind of setting without it being very Percy Jackson-esque or Harry okay. Potter okay. and the, the thing the reason why I love Hereditary is because it's 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 filmed it, it's filmed so organically like mm-hmm. I, I can actually feel it has the same. It evokes the same feeling as Get Out or Us, like the kind okay. of direction. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it doesn't feel too contrived. Yeah, but or, it's unsettling nevertheless. Yeah, yeah. And I feel okay. like the reason why there aren't too many films like that is one, it we did have. I, I feel like we do have a difficult time trying to translate it well in CGI. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if Avatar, but then again, Stranger Things did it very, very well. No, exactly. But I think it's because it's restricted to the kind of concept art they decided on. Because you know, okay. like you know. If if it's easy if they if it's feasible for them mm-hmm. and the Demogorgon is not bad like if I watch yeah. Stranger Things on 240p it still looks like it's yeah. it was it wasn't superimposed yeah, yeah but you well, know. so what do you think of the uh, the mind flare in season three and how it was done CG wise is it oh because to me it was it was it, so unnerving when it, you see mm-hmm. how it came into being yeah yeah. I mean, is it is it? To, uh, do I still have to spoiler alert? Is it still? No, it's been out no. for a couple of months. So yeah. It's fine. So, but just just I guess for safety, spoiler Three alert. Months. If I haven't seen it, um, yeah. just a quick thing: the the the, the mind flare there takes control of people's minds, and how it formed itself was that these people started melting. Yep. And becoming the giant part of them. Yeah. Mind, and it was super unnerving. Like Terminator Two. Yeah, I will admit though that. <laughs> Um, but disgusting. But disgusting. <laughs> you know, I guess I guess on the same lane of, as what you're saying that how it's, how it's difficult to to kind of bring together. Looking back now, the only reason why I was so unnerved by the mind flare and your things was because of how we came together. Mm. But looking at it, like it, and it, I, I wasn't really scared of it. Mm-hmm. That, does that make yeah, any no, sense? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I was more it like was more like, like cr- when they were fighting in the mall. Yeah, it wasn't that scary. It wasn't scary at all. I mean, I mean, was, just the actual concept of it. Like, I guess the 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 lead up to it, yeah. the build up to mm-hmm. revealing the yeah. mind flare. Yeah. So I guess I I do see where you're going with because the that. visions are freaky. Yeah, and they did it so like it was it was very simple. They put it in the yeah. the. What's the, what's the what's the chamber thing that Eleven always goes into? Uh, the, Us, uh, uh, the, the, the deprivation, the, the deprivation, the sens- sensory, sensory, sensory deprivation. deprivation. Yes, exactly. Same that. thing. Yeah, yeah. So those are really freaky. Yeah, and I, from looking back, if anything, the closest thing we've ever gotten to, even uh, just directly going into. Uh, Eldritch Horrors was Hellboy. Oh yeah, Hellboy touched into that, right? Did you just break your finger, Ian? <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, did he hear it on, in the mic? Yeah, I'm I sorry. heard a snap, and I was like, what was that? <laughs> that was Ian's finger, by the way. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, Migs is also a big Hellboy guy, so yeah. and I think Hell. Let's not talk about the recent Hellboy. I'm talking about. I don't the, know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the Ron Perlman, the Toro. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they did kind of. What did they call them in Hellboy? Which one? The uh, the old ones there. They're called something. Just the. Oh, I'm just testing your knowledge in Hellboy now. They called them something. 
I'm not Googling anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> they even showed the tentacles, right? When when, yeah, they, op- they, when they opened up the portal, mm-hmm. there was this frozen thing in space yeah. with the tentacles. And they also imply that, that Hellboy or Hellboy's father might have been an old one. Mm, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anung, uh, Anung, Anung, what is his name? They were called the Ogdru Jahad. The Ogdru Jahad, which mm-hmm. were the Hellboy Universe's versions of the Eldritch Horrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, okay. And okay, to answer Migs's, to answer your question to Migs, yeah. I think the reason why people are getting into it now, what was your question? Yeah, that, like why Why is everybody starting to bring this to the public or it's to the 20, It's 2019, and especially I'd like to think for our generation. Yeah. Nostalgia is a very big cash grab. Oh yeah. So dude. so retro is always in regardless of the era. I mean, let's say yeah. you know there are of, so many eighties reboots nowadays. Yeah, exactly. I mean Bumblebee. Transformers. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh that, that I mean I didn't mind the soft reboot. Of which Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Oh, Bumblebee, I think, might have been arguably See, the best. That was, I mean, that was retro. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely and better than Age of Extinction. And right, they, pulled off the, they pulled off the production <laughs> design rather well, I'd like to think. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's really good. And I, and I definitely do like where that went. And I mean, we, there, there are a lot of old throwbacks. And I was, even superheroes mm-hmm. are always, are always coming, mm-hmm. back, coming back up. And yep. that, is, that is some cool Heck, stuff. Top Gun is coming back. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Top yeah. Gun's coming back. And it's still Tom Dude, Cruise. There's so many classic Wait, movies huh? from the '90s or, did or I men- '80s. Or- did I mention there's a fourth Rambo? No, that I, I know, know about. Know Wait, that. Is this is this gonna be like a Top Gun sequel? Or yep, it's yeah, a yeah, Top it's a Top Gun, Gun sequel. sequel. Okay. Ooh, is there a trailer? Yeah, and Tom Cruise is in it. Is okay. I don't. I'm. A, I don't want them to ruin Top Gun though. Yeah, no, they won't. I mean, I mean like the worst. I mean, if thing you don't like that, the second one, then just oh, that's true. The worst thing is that we'll forget that it ever happened. I mean, yeah. that's what people think like about Hellboy, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. Hellboy. I tried to give it a chance because I love Hellboy. I mean, the, yeah. the whole mythos of it. And yeah. I watched Hellboy, the new one, mm-hmm. and it's really sad how they got a bunch of the the stuff from the comics, and they translated it well. It's just that it looks good. It looks <laughs> well. I mean, some of the stuff looked kind of janky. Some of the okay. CGI and some of the stuff. I mean, Hellboy's face is a little janky, if I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest. But <laughs> it's just, it sucks that they were able to, you know, they, finally they were delving into the comic book versions of stuff. And it just became like a mishmash of whatever. I, yeah. Too many things. You've seen it, right, Megs? Yeah. Ian, you've seen it? No, no, I haven't. Oh. The new one? New one? I didn't, no, I didn't no. even want to. Yeah, I, it just, they tried to put, like, they, they went too hard on bringing things from the comics Mm-hmm. That they put tried, tried to put a bunch of it in, mm-hmm. but they didn't have enough time. So it just felt so like, like Amazing Spider-Man too. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was this side villain who was a pig, mm-hmm. a pig, a pig guy. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have the Blood Queen who was in the trailer. So what's her name? Uh, Alice from from Resident Evil. Resident Evil, yeah. Um, Mila jo- Mila Jovovich. Jo- 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 yeah. yeah, she was the Blood Queen. Jo- and everybody Vich. who's a fan of Hellboy, Hellboy knows the Blood Queen. And you you felt the motivations of the pig guy more than the blood queen. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to the climax and you expect a big fight and then it's over in two minutes. And so it just will, it's so underwhelmingly sad. You agree more with the pig guy in you know? Dude, you know perfectly what? balanced. I I almost <laughs> recommend you watch it just to really understand how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean I guess, you know, it, it's the, the, I I do agree. Um, now looking back with Stranger Things and everything, Eldritch Horrors might be a little hard to translate on the screen. But I do hope that one of these days. No, but at least you gotta nail it down. Yeah. like visually. You, yeah, you, even you'd agree. Yeah, I think at best what we can hope for now is some kind of 
Netflix series to come out, mm. maybe based on the Necronomicon. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah like the little short stories that yeah. I think is very feasible. And maybe they can they can get yeah. something scary out of it. Yeah, that. I really would like to see Shadow over In's Mouth, which is one of the first novels where Cthulhu was mentioned. Yeah. I believe is isn't that the first No, that's not that's not the first story in the Necronomicon, right? I just know that it's the first one where Cthulhu was mentioned. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And uh again, who knows how to pronounce Cthulhu? Maybe by the end of this show you can both pronounce it properly now. We'll cross that Eldritch horror when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, before I move on, I think it's a good time for Super Quick Science Facts with Migs. Roll the intro. Super Quick Science Facts with Migs. Ang pinakamaliit na whale ay ang dwarf sperm whale. And that was Super Quick Science Facts with Migs. Speaking of putting a name to the face, there are supposedly <laughs> what some... A segue. Wow. What? what a segue. Thank you. I'm just... What? <laughs> I'll, you know, Dre, at least I don't have to look at the tab anymore. Wait, what? That, that tab has it been on there for like... just like dwarf an... sperm whale. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, we were talking about Cthulhu, and I yeah. was just like... I was peering over. Yeah, my bad. There yeah. were other actors that were supposedly about to be chosen for the role of Batman in the next Batman movie coming out. Not... Just Robert Pattinson, or shall I call him Patman? You know, can can we just can Robert we just, Pattinson? Can we say right Jobert. now that 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 um that that term is being coined by the Geek PD? Yeah. That if if, if it ever becomes Patman. a thing like Batfleck, copyrighted, we started it. Patman. Yeah. Patman. Yep. That came from us. Exactly. Now carry on. Was oh wait, actually you said that there are a bunch more. <laughs> and carry on. And carry on. Well, I, these are the top five picks according to mentalfloss.com. Yeah. But wasn't it? Wasn't it that who's the director of this? Is there a director already? In the upcoming one? Yeah. I mean, there should be because there are already people <laughs> That's true. cast. No, but uh, was weren't they already eyeing Robert Pattinson for this? Like, didn't one of the the big guys already want him for the role? Mm. Am I mistaken? I don't know. I'm not. Because sure. I, I heard something. Well, there along were definitely the other options. How many other options? Well, we're just gonna go through five because I really wanna, I really wanna get you guys like opinion. It's coming out in 2021 and it's directed by Matt Reeves. And I believe this is Batman in his younger years, right? Yeah, it's just called the Batman, and I think they're gonna draw inspiration from the comic book series Batman Year One. And is it? Oh, okay. Gonna, my biggest question yeah. for this is: Is it gonna be canon? Oh yeah, probably. Like, I mean, considering is it gonna be, is it gonna be the new? I mean, if DCU, it is, if EU. it is his younger years, yeah. It's not that hard to put in. So yeah. are we expecting a full reboot of the DCEU? I don't think so. I feel like they've realized that we're inconsistent with quality. Yeah. I'm not going to... Please don't quote yeah. me on no, that. I mean, um, in, in <laughs> that the sense that they'll keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill... Well, I don't... Th- are they keeping Henry Cavill or are they recasting him? I, I thought... I, aren't they? I don't know. But I mean, well, okay. I know that Cavill left. Yeah, oh. that's what I know. Yeah. So in that sense, if they do keep Gagadot, and if Cavill did leave, they'll recast him. Are we expecting just ex- the, the 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 whole Justice League film never happened? Because I mean, with with Batfleck l- happening, you know, I, and it's in its earlier years of Batman, would they just go into that? Good Especially- grief! I hope not. Because like, if we're gonna like go to through another, not, yeah. If we're gonna go through another hard reboot of DC, which is like what they did in the comic books after mm-hmm. New Fifty Two. Then it's going to take a lot of the audience members' time to, yeah. you know, and readjust themselves just... to this new universe. Well, I don't even think there's much of a problem with the rebooting, in my opinion, because there's not much to have. I know, to, but to, to have. imagine if you're playing a bad video game mm-hmm. and your game is busted because it won't save. So imagine having to go through the first level of a really bad video game over and over again. Okay. But then again, they'd have to explain why 
with Gal Gadot and let's say Henry Cavill still is there, why isn't it Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson? Because it is younger. Like, I mean, yes. they did that with Edward Norton and Bruce Banner. Oh, see, oh, and, ooh. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, the Edward Norton uh, Hulk is canon, right? Yeah. And what's really cool about it is when they did Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi. Oh no, I think it was Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he intentionally put a claw scar mark on his chest from the wound he got from the abomination from the first oh yeah yeah. because like the abomination had the spike on his yeah so they they actually put that in that that continuity detail there to stay in i mean thunderbolt ross yeah like general ross is still there so i mean like if you can if they can pull that off and you know the mcu is so successful anyway so you think they're just gonna pull up mark ruffalo and you know where they just find him and then just I thought the reason why they wanted to get Robert Pattinson was because someone was able to screen an early copy of The Lighthouse. You know, oh, that black and white yeah. thriller horror film with mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson and William Willem yeah. Dafoe. Which I've been told was actually a really good no, film. No, it's really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Willem Dafoe actually just stayed in an old cabin for the entire... Uh, no, they would never talk in, so in between method. their breaks because they'd be too tired from actually filming. Oh. And he had, he had to stay in an, in an actual cabin yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the entire film. Yeah. Okay. Well, aside so from Robert Pattinson being confirmed cast as Batman, there's also Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I, okay. I don't. I feel like their chemistries. Yeah, and I'm 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 totally okay. I mean, I mean, I don't know if people are gonna be mad about you know how everybody gets mad when people try changing the races of the characters. Well, I mean, it's fine because we already know an, uh, a African American Catwoman. What? Uh, Eartha Kitt. From the nineteen oh, sixties. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it'll be a nice callback. Yeah. Sort of like same style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean again, every, every and, bo- and Halle Berry. Yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> it's not the first time that Catwoman has true. been cast as an Michelle Pfeiffer. And I think but even to, just to this day, order. everybody just wants a good interpretation. Like if they do it right, it doesn't matter what their their races or whatever. I yeah. Think. So they just gotta do she'll the character fine. justice. Yeah, yeah, she'll be fine. Uh there's also Paul Dano who is the male lead in Ruby Sparks, and he's also the pastor from There Will Be Blood. He's also that dude from Looper who got... Who oh, got yeah. His oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, who was he in Looper? He was that dude whose limbs got cut off and then his future <laughs> self was like... Oh, yeah, dude. wait, okay. Wait! <laughs> wait, who, who is he playing in, Bat- in The Batman? He's playing the Riddler. Okay. I feel like Bagai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has that kind yeah. of weird face. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. okay. Now, okay. Now that you're mentioning all this stuff, how many baddies are we getting in this film? Not sure, but those are the, the those are the only two confirmed villains: Catwoman, Catwoman and, and the Riddler. Riddler. Now, do you think Catwoman is going to be a villain or, or like, like a, an antihero, like an, like a partner issue? You know Definitely how we've been an seeing? antihero, cat and mouse chase, or cat and bat chase. If this is the case, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. where it's just like I'm a I'm a thief. But I'm not as bad as those guys down in, you know, Arkham yeah. Asylum. And Batman and the Catwoman have always kind of had a weird relationship thing going on. Sort right? of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, with that in mind, Pattinson as Batman, I'm sure he'll do fine. Especially if it's a young Batman that they're going mm-hmm. for, that's totally fine. But yeah. everyone knows what Bruce Wayne is supposed to look like. He's supposed to have a, a jawline chiseled by the gods. Yeah, cheekbones so course. sharp. Cheekbones so sharp that you could cut yourself slapping him across the face. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that really swept back hair that probably smells like vanilla pancakes. Mm-hmm. A nice a nice side part that just yeah. kind of works. That just glosses. Yeah, he has, you know, he has like really big burly shoulders and mm-hmm. whatnot. These are some other picks, according to mentalfloss.com, for the role of Batman. And I actually agree with a lot of them. More so than 
Batman. Oh yeah. So definitely. like old school American dream Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of want to get. <laughs> yes. I have never heard that term yeah. to represent Batman. Or okay. I mean, come on, you know what he's talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? Obviously, Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So first one on the list, we got John Hamm. You guys know who John Hamm Wait, is, right? Wait, John, uh, tell me what films he's in. He was... I know him by face. I know I, I know him by I face. Know, Everyone knows him by face. I know the Ham part, but I'm trying to... <laughs> no, he's a... I'm he's, trying to put the face to the name. John Hamm is... Uh, he's the one that... Did you watch Baby Driver? Of course I watched Baby Driver. Yeah, he's Madman Guy. Oh, he's Madman Guy. Yeah, there Dude, yeah he's Madman he, Guy. He, to me, would make a perfect Batman. A Bruce Wayne. R- yeah, well, no, I, I can even... Im- I can imagine that jawline. Maybe maybe a Bruce Wayne, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I I mean, then again, though, if they're going for the young Batman, he might be... Yeah, maybe mm. not. His his chin is too cleft. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, he'd, be, he'd be more like the cleft chin. The crimson chin. The, crimson I, chin. <laughs> the cleft chin. No, that's Timmy Turner. Yes. <laughs> no, but... Here comes the cleft chin. <laughs> no, but the thing is, in every image that I see of this guy, he always has such nice hair. Exactly. I mean, his hair is always swept back, and I loved his hair in Baby Driver, where it was an undercut, yeah. and then you know he had that. But he's forty-eight, back. dude. If you're gonna play some, if you're gonna play Batman in his younger years, I mean, yeah, I feel like true. it's the same thing as whitewashing someone. I mean, if you want someone to play a younger version of someone, uh, well, you get somebody younger. Let's yeah, just take out the idea of casting a young Batman, you know, portraying a young Batman mm-hmm. in general, because like I think John Hamm would have done a way better job than Ben Affleck. I'm oh, sorry, well, Mr. Affleck. I but, suppose. Okay, well, okay, okay, okay. I mean, hold on, hold on, do, hold on, do you watch Do you watch Mad Men? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, actually, I, I tried getting into Mad Men. I just forgot about continuing it, but I do genuinely enjoy the episodes that I have watched. But I would like to defend Mr. Affleck a little bit. I'm not an Affleck apologist mm-hmm. by any means, a Batfleck apologist, but I think he did a pretty decent job playing the role that he was given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can't blame Batfleck yeah. For the you know maybe poor writing that people aren't happy about. That's mm-hmm. true. Because I mean, given the storyline and the type of Batman he was meant to play, mm-hmm. he did a good job playing that role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a good Batman that everybody yeah. was happy about. And in general, like I like to think he's a pretty good actor and director. I mean, yeah. And it just I mean it, it sucks that we're losing him, but it's again it's nice to maybe see a, a fresh new take on it. He did good with what he got. I mean, they were writing punchlines for Batman for crying out loud. I heard you talk to fish. fish. Or Yep, something's definitely bleeding. Yeah. How do you pull that off given that you are Batman? So <laughs> Imagine <think> Christian <laughs> Bale. Hey, you talk to hey, I mean, hey, people didn't know Christian Bale would have a voice when he was going to be Batman. That's true, and and, and people I'm, just thought of him as the what was this child movie where he was in the uh, American Psycho? No, when he was in the, the uh, what what the child one war? where he was a child of war? Uh, Barney. No, it's uh, mis- <laughs> Barney. It's his, sorry, like I don't know why it's not grasping in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Empire of the Sun. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, one, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, again, I guess given the context of not playing a young Batman, John Hamm, mm-hmm. I think, would do a pretty good job. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see John Hamm, you know, like whenever Batman comes back to the Batcave and he's talking to Alfred and he takes his mask off, but he still has the suit on. Yeah. Just like, put, oh. yeah, just imagine John Hamm in that role. So, maskless Batman. He's yeah. a mm. perfect maskless Batman. Yep. He, uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep, pretty much He'd Bruce make Wayne. A perfect Bruce Wayne. I think yeah. he has the charisma. I think he has the you know the smoldering intensity yeah. that Bruce Wayne has. Sometimes. Does he have the build? Because I've never. I, I mean, he's always in a in a big. He suit. has a lean. 
mm-hmm. yeah. kind of. And, you know, unless you're going to have a shirtless scene, I think it's fine. You think they're just going to muscle suit it? Yeah, they could muscle suit it. And obviously, oh. you know, Bruce Wayne always has these, like, really nice suits that are tailor-made for him. Yeah. And, and Christian Bale Batman wasn't even a burly Batman at all. He, he was, was actually lean. rather small for a... He was a lean Batman. I, I think th- I'm very okay with the idea that they went with the big Batman symbol from The Dark Knight Returns because it just fit Affleck's build more. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was more a Dark Knight Returns Batman build. If he had that small Batman symbol, the Christian <laughs> no, Bale no, no, head, no. yeah, it just been way <laughs> too much... so small. <laughs> It's just way too much chest. Yeah, and, that's you know, true. But that's the American dream. Batman. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Good thing he ditched the nipples too. Essentially, yeah. okay. Yeah, all so, the bat nipples. With that in mind, the second person on this list is Matthew Good, aka the guy who played Ozymandias in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm. I'm gonna real quick. I'm just gonna Google. But I only knew of him face. more when I watched Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch. I almost called yeah. him. Sherlock. And I know, I know, he's going to be in the Kingsman. Which the one? King's Man. Yeah, The King's Man. Which is the new Kingsman movie coming out. Yeah, like prequel. Prequel, prequel yeah. I guess. Yeah. Could somebody look up a photo of this guy? Matthew Good? Yeah, what other He's a, what he's other a man. Yeah, what he other movies like is he in? Guy. Besides uh, being Ozymandias. <laughs> Ozymandias. Yeah, I think this guy's way too thin for the role. I mean, he's charismatic, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like... Oh, 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 If oh, you can hear oh. it... I could have just gotten my phone. Yeah. Big. Oh, okay, him. Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> if y'all are hearing any... <laughs> if y'all are hearing any interference, this makes just attempting to turn his laptop around to show me. But yeah, yeah, seeing him now, a uh, big no-no for me. I would say a big no. Really? Mm. Not even Bruce Wayne? He's... He would play just as good as Robert Pat. Like he, I wouldn't say he's any better than Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not sure if this guy's American, but he did he's, have a he's British English. Yeah. Oh, he is English. Yeah. His his head is too oblong. Like yeah. there's just something wrong. Like, I wouldn't say wrong, but something not Batman enough about mm-hmm. his head shape and his jaw shape. Yeah. That then again, some people would argue it's the same thing for so Robert Pattinson. So you're saying he has like the Batman head of a parody Batman you know how people animate parody Batman with, with a long face with a long maybe. face maybe if yeah. it was a parody it Batman. looks like it looks like he's holding a cup in his mouth because yeah. <laughs> his jaws if I'm not mistaken is his hair thinning like does he, does he have a receding hair no line? no no I think it's just what, that no. one photo you singled out through. yeah maybe because like again Batman usually has a full head of hair that's just kind of plus nice Christian safe. Bale has an accent and you know he was able to mask it, but ever since yeah. I, I I heard him with his accent, you can't unhear it. I can't unhear him trying to mask it in the Dark Knight trilogy. But mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh, Tom Holland as Spider Man, and look at look at. Although I can kind of hear it in certain. If you look for it, yes, there are some yeah, times. yeah. But if you're not kind of if you're not about thinking it, about you know, it, I guess not. Yeah, it'll pass off. I, it's the same thing as Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh, dude! Like, the first time I heard his real accent, <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, crazy. it's a very thick accent, and this guy's yeah. English, so I think he would—he'd already have a hard time trying to physically fit into the role. I think mm-hmm. that he would have a hard time, like trying to, you know, emanate an yeah. American Batman. Yeah, and I mean, for me though, even beyond that, be, mm-hmm. that, that I don't even get to that that far into analyzing him when it comes to his accent. Yeah. He just doesn't look like Batman. Doesn't even look like a Bruce Wayne to me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah honestly, I, I already found him too thin. In Watchmen, yeah, like we've already seen him in a muscle suit, and he's still such, he's still too thin. Uh, he's not even like lean. He's also he's kind of leaning towards lanky. Oh, okay, lanky. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of leaning towards lanky. Yeah, and again, Batman is. I mean, we can have a lean Batman, but mm-hmm. a, a lanky Batman, unless you're going for the Adam West Batman. I don't. Tell me, that's not lanky. The- that's like. Thin. I don't flanky. Know. Tell me where the drugs are. What is flanky? Like fat lanky. 
Was he fat, lanky? No, earlier, earlier no, versions of Adam. Because he still kind of has a belly. A little bit, yeah. And so it, he's flanky. Then again, it was a very unflattering suit. A lanky. Batman. It was tights. It was just basically but he tights. Was, yeah, but I mean, you're kind of visualizing him naked with just a layer of clothing. <laughs> a little if bit. If you think about it, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's oh, jeez, Joker, like give up, or else I'll call Alfred. That sounds like Morty. Sounds like the, also sounds like that one monster in Monsters Inc. Which one? <laughs> Mr. Sullivan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what Matthew Good would sound yeah. like. This way. Well, okay. Uh, anyway. Besides him, who, what other choices yeah. could we have possibly Third person had? on the list. I, I really like this one, actually. I, like, I agree with it 100%. Josh Brolin. Ooh. Puede, but I'd like to He's suggest Thanos, that, I, yeah, other than the hand And being, Cable. <laughs> and <laughs> Jonah true. Hex. Yeah. yeah oh, no. He's Jonah Hex. Nobody... Nobody remembers Hey, in fairness, Jonah I Hicks. I like the Jonah Hex. Movie. It was actually, it was I enjoyed it. I actually I would even say you know what, I agree with that and I would even say I enjoyed Megan Fox in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot he was. I forgot. Yeah, she not was in a it. weird way, but like you <laughs> know what I mean because Megan Fox's performances in a lot of films aren't necessarily like people's yeah, I, fan I, favorites. I but I think she actually did a pretty decent job mm-hmm. in Jonah Hex and the representation of Jonah Hex. I mean, makeup-wise, was actually pretty good too. I suppose, yeah. But for yeah. Josh Brolin, though, I feel like he's more bagay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the thing, the thing on the lip. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like he's he'd make a perfect Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond, though. Yeah, but like oh, a yeah. bit younger. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Especially with his hairline. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, have y'all seen that picture of uh, the Batman Beyond? But like, Michael Keaton. Oh. No, not what? No, Mike, I, I, I saw I saw an article where yeah, the one. I, oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, Michael Ke- was it Michael Keaton? See, I saw this heroic Hollywood article. It says, "See yeah. Michael Keaton return as Bruce Wayne alongside Batman Beyond." Yeah, uh, who's Terry McGinnis? Wait, I'm checking. Robert Pattinson. Now, have, you, have you not seen that picture of Robert Pattinson as ba- as Terry McGinnis, and I think Michael Keaton as the old Bruce Wayne? I'm pulling it up right oh, now dang. on the back computer. Oh, yeah. it's just fan art, but yeah, but. It's still I, really good. I wouldn't mind it at all, and it and it does kind of harken back to that Michael Keaton's run as Batman, and it, it would make a little bit of sense. And that's true. Granted, it would then make that that Batman canon. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. If I'm, I can't move my neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? It was it was a good run with Batman at that time mm-hmm. for the time it was made. It was really it was really entertaining. Yeah. I mean, of course, it was the first time that we were seeing Batman as a dark. Detective, yeah, yeah. you know, before that it was just campy Batman with the you know colorful suits and everything. Yeah, Tim Burton esque. Yeah, oh, and, and Adam you know Tim that. Burton finally put back the fear in. But know, although the, the in Batman. a very Nightmare Before Christmas way, because like yeah. Tim, Tim Burton knows how to evoke fear, but yeah. in a very yeah. bizarre, yeah. yeah, you know what yeah, they say: stylized. you can't spell, you can't spell fear without Batman. Yeah. Oh yes, because in Latin, it, Batman is, is takot. It's actually yes. pronounced for Batman. For ba- <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Josh Brolin, I think you know. Again, given the context of a younger Batman, mm-hmm. obviously doesn't work. Yeah, but, but a right like old Batman. You mean Batfleck era? No, no. I mean he's like, already like fifty plus, or in, even older. As yeah, Batfleck, that's, right? yeah, that's true. But again, as with Ian said, it does pose the problem of. People being, I mean, mainstream audiences being like, typecasting well, him. Isn't he Thanos? Thanos or yeah. like, isn't he Cable already? And like at the isn't end of the day, Jonah you have to think. That's the one guy. That's Jonah Hex. Isn't that Jonah Hex? And the whole theater just goes silent. See, <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> <the, laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess he would just be too confusing for the people to, you know, it's too, well, everything's too recent. There have been other people that played like three or four comic book characters. It's fine. I mean, look at Chris Evans. 
He's uh, Captain that's America. True. That's true. That's and true. he's done a, a, bit, a few other side movies, like Gifted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. And yeah. he was also that dude from The Losers. He was also yeah. Human mm-hmm. Torch. He yes. was also, I mean, yeah. he was also one of the ex-boyfriends in, yeah. in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, at least we, uh, with, with Cable and, and Thanos, they're totally different. Like it's DC and Marvel. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and also, didn't they kind of announce it at roughly the same time? Like yeah. you didn't even see Josh Brolin completely, like fully Infinity War. Yeah, kind I of remember. Exposure yeah, yeah, because as Thanos in the trailer, Deadpool went. He called him Thanos. Yeah, so, so yeah. it was during that time where they weren't him as an actor wasn't exposed as both characters that much yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. but nowadays. I mean, to, to those people who know, which I, th- I would like to think with the, with the internet, That's everybody true. knows him as those two characters. And, and the audience is already immersed with the experience of him acting as Thanos. Exactly. And, and the, and the voice. The, unless exactly. he drastically changes his voice, people will be just like, it's Thanos as Batman. Yeah. Bat, actually, yeah, Bat j- Thanos. Actually, Thanos is just Josh Brolin speaking. Exactly. Yeah. So, and which is pretty much. much the same as Jonah Hex, except yeah. with a Yeah, very, a little bit of a thicker and, southern yeah, accent. Thick, yeah. But in that case, him as Bruce Wayne, <laughs> unless he again changes his voice drastically, it'd just be Thanos in a suit. Yeah. yeah. I, don't th- <laughs> I don't think you get it, Bruce. I'm the only one who, who gets, gets it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect Perfectly balanced. Exactly. So, I mean, visually, yeah, maybe. But as a person and as a character... In in the cinema right now, with with the adaptations of Marvel and DC, it's be way too confusing. I think. Yeah. Well, for now. Let's for put, now. You know what? Let's put a pin on it. I'm still willing. I'm still. <laughs> you're you're okay really fighting for, for this one. Yeah, because Josh Brolin, man, he looks like Batman. That's I mean, like, yeah, I yeah, would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. He looks like a charming guy, but at the same time, the same guy that could snap your neck. Well, you I, know I, what? I, I, the best. I think not the, the, the best. Batman would snap <laughs> in your neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know the best way. Um, have you seen Gangster Squad? Yeah. Yeah. I that I think definitely does depict. Oh yeah, the, he was in Gangster yeah. Squad. He looks like a nice guy. Yeah, but also he snaps. Well, he doesn't really snap neck, but he beats people up. Yeah. So he's. I would say that would be if you want to see what he I might suppose. look like as Bruce Wayne. Watch mm-hmm. Gangster Squad and see or, if you're happy with that. Or MIB, you know was the he? third one oh, where he plays oh, K. I forgot he played K. Mm, yep. He yeah. Did. All right. All righty then. The next one. I'm. Not, I'm pretty sure this is a bit laughable already, but just think about it. Give it a shot. He has the build. He has the acting skills. That's for sure. Ryan Gosling. I feel like he's more witty than detective type. I mean, I mean, he was a detective in Detective Pikachu, but like, <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine him. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I think wait, you're did you say Detective Ryan Reynolds? I was like, wait a minute. Ryan oh my god! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anyway, maybe. What. I mean, okay. I can see it. Ryan Gosling. I'm trying to imagine him. Think of Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, no, but... Think of Drive... Uh, was that movie Drive-By? Dri- drive. It's just Drive. Drive-By. Drive-By is the What's that comedy. Movie? Wait, Drive... Wait, is this... Drive, yeah. Okay, no, was, no. Was, I'm thinking of Drive-Along. You know, there I would, I I would definitely... Okay, I can, the problem about thinking about Drive is that he barely talks throughout that movie. So you can't really imagine... Batman barely talks? He talks a lot. I think he'd make a good Bruce Wayne, though. With the really? Playboy attitude. Oh, attitude-wise, I would agree. But yeah. I feel like his voice, the way he talks, it's just not very. It's not as suave as Batman. At least in the way that Bruce. He Wayne actually is. has a rather high-pitched voice. Is a high-pitched he? voice, and he kind of has like this weird. <laughs> it's not a speech impediment, but just the way that he speaks is Hi, different. I'm Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, this, this me, is... Ryan Gosling. Swear to me. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. 
I, I just I can't imagine his voice. A little fight in you. I like that. Then you're gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and he does have a receding hairline. He does a little Ryan bit. Gosling? Like his forehead's a little big, and because that's how he styles. Maybe his hair. he just has a big forehead, right? Could yeah, but you know, for a young, supposedly young Batman. With a relatively receding Okay, well, can we just establish what they mean, what the executive producers mean by... Oh, he does have a receding hairline. Right, he does. <laughs> so it might be a little weird, but again, for me, my biggest problem about Ryan Gosling is that his voice just doesn't sound yeah. like anything that but would he sound can, like... He can, do, he can pull off the attitude, though. Oh, yeah, I definitely yeah, think, I think he could. So. And I mean, he, he, he... What is that movie you mentioned a while ago? Which one? Uh... Name the movies you mentioned a while which, ago. Which one? You mentioned Drive. Drive. What else? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I would say that's the closest we can get because he was very. But it didn't even speak that much. But and he was very, a detective. That's true. But his his heavy scenes were a little. Yeah. Were a little, were a little what, Ian? You know that we're all Blade <laughs> Runner fans here. No, I know. Yeah, I no. It's just a matter of his acting as a detective. But then again, isn't mm-hmm. he a? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I, so he's, I guess it makes sense, but you, you can't you know use what? it it's, as an excuse for bad acting. Ian, it's been a while. He was a replicant. Okay, fine. Okay. It's but fine. I still refuse I thought, to believe. Because I thought it was a rule of thumb that you can only spoil it after 2049. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, okay, you know what? I, 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 I just, you're, you're right, though. Like, it's not, it's not an excuse for bad acting, but that's not to say that... He b- acted bad. I almost said batted actly. <laughs> he batted actly. <laughs> batted actly. But, but I think he, in terms of the stern, mysterious kind of demeanor, he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. But he just doesn't sound like Batman. And if every time I'd hear him, I just remember the college humor one trying when he was trying to figure out his voice. Where, where, are, where, the where, old where are the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last one on the list, and. I, I, I kind of don't like it just because of the solely because of the reason why I think I kind of want to see this guy play Robin is Ooh. Jake Hillenhol. 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 Hmm. Jake Hillenhol. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. And also, didn't Maggie Gyllenhaal play Rachel? She, she did play Rachel, <laughs> yeah. They basically Mark ruffalo her character. Yeah. Imagine yeah, if he played Rachel too. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It just popped into my head. But as um, Batman, yeah. Um, you know, look. I'm trying to imagine it, and he's to me visually, he's no different than. Pero sayang Pat, y- Batman. Sa- for me, sayang yun as Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. I'd prefer Jake Gyllenhaal over Robert Pattinson. No, but sayang. I'm talking about him. His capacity as an actor, he can uh-huh. do such crazy. Yeah, he roles. has crazy like, range. I feel dude. like if you give him the Riddler, I feel like he'd do a really good job as it. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think I might actually like Jake Gyllenhaal more than Batman. I told you, man. Yeah, it's more plausible. But Grant, that's because I've seen more films of Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. and the only—I'm not—I'm not gonna lie—the only film I've seen of Robert Pattinson. Oh, but is Twilight. Twilight. But in honest, like in You've all honesty, you seen Goblet of Fire. No, but. Robert Pattinson is a good actor. He just has bad films handed to him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm he's not. He's a really good actor. I'm not saying he's a he's a bad actor. I mean, I, I've been I've seen the reviews and I've seen people. You just rave. don't have a lot of point of reference. Yeah, I've I haven't seen him in those films to make like an educated. Yeah, I can't make. Guess, an, I don't have an educated feel. opinion on him right now. Mm-hmm. So th- my statement that I think Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. would be what seems like a better Batman than Patman is only based on the fact that I've seen more performances from Jake Hill. I mean, just seeing him in Spider-Man Far From Home, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's before, I genuinely enjoyed his, although granted, that's no, nowhere near what Batman's supposed yeah. to be, but yeah. just the acting capacity <laughs> and the, the timber of his voice. It's in a it's a good even ground where I can hear him go a little deeper yeah. and a little yeah. bit more Bruce Batmany. Yeah. And I think that might work. And I just can't I can't hear Robert Pattinson's voice right now. All I As can a, hear him do is the whispery kind of sexy thing that um you know I'm I'm, I'm a How long have you been how old is he? 18? How long have you been 17 or 18? A while. I've been a vampire. For you know a while. what they say? You're sullen without a cullen. I'm a vampire. <laughs> and I don't know Zing I, But I am definitely Open to the idea Of Him Brought Pat, Batman mm-hmm. Being Batman Do you have any Dream cast members Who would be cast As Batman As Batman Okay are we doing this In the context of Young Batman Or or any what, Any what? And, Just mm. Batman in general I really want Josh Brolin Okay How about uh, One that isn't On the list That you gave though do you have one that, that you would rather have, n- not considering Robert Pattinson? Let's say you had the chance to recast. Who Ooh, would you choose? Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah. What? Meryl Streep, dude. As Batman? As Batman. Yep. And why? She's a great actress. I loved her in Devil Wears Prada. And for all you know, she might win an, uh, you know, an Academy Award for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, even. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, just because I've always been curious Maybe Matthew Mercer. Ooh. Matthew Mercer? Just to see how he would take Wait, on Matthew it. Mercer, the voice actor? Yeah. Does he act? I feel like he could. I mean, voice actors are actors, Jay. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm going to... Mm. Also, you have to... I don't know. No, because just because you can, you're can, you a voice actor doesn't mean you can act. No, okay, I guess with his kind of bravado and his personality. Yeah, I mean, I would say with his... And the way that he can create these different personalities and personas... He could definitely find a way to I mean, become like, I feel Batman. Like he could, yeah, but I'm I don't know because not everybody has. That's true. He, <laughs> I, I mean, I've like, seen him move maybe around as a Kevin Conroy alternative yeah. to a voice actor. Yeah, because I've seen him move around and and, and and his body movements are a little bit awkward. Mm. And you know, I just I don't know because voice. Uh, I've never seen him on on screen. I've never seen him as an act something out. I just Google imaged <laughs> Meryl Streep as Batman. Does it exist? <laughs> oh, no. I am not disappointed. <laughs> but, I mean, I can definitely see Matt Mercer, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely has the vocal capacity to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe. The well, thing is, um, it's also very tricky because depending on the director of Batman, like Batman can turn hey, into a completely different character by himself. If, I'm looking forward to it, though, because who's, who's the director? Matt Raves, right? Matthew Reeves. Yeah, he's the director for Keanu? Cloverfield. Oh, Ke- Keanu, also, Keanu save that for later. Let me Reeves. segue into that. I, Okay. I like that. That's very good. <laughs> no, but he, uh, anyway, Matt Reeves is the director of Cloverfield. He yeah. was also the EP for, I. you know, okay, I didn't like Cloverfield Paradox, but okay. 10, <gasps> 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay. Did you oh, watch yeah, that? Yeah, yeah that was You really like good. that more than Paradox? Dude. Dude, Cloverfield <laughs> Paradox has no substance with the with the with the canon whatsoever. That's true. They just they just put it there. Yeah. It's just to, you know, it's kind of like a what if comic uh, book yeah, arc. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a it's a parallel universe. So I mean, it doesn't help Mary Elizabeth Winstead's position. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I get it. 
So yeah. Anyway. Well, Migs, do you have an actual answer to who else besides Meryl Streep? What's that wrong is? with Meryl Streep? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not really. I, I I'd say Josh, Josh Brolin takes the cake. Really? Mm-hmm. So there's nobody you can think of right now that you'd rather maybe see. My mind right now is too like. I think I'm thinking too in the box because there are a lot of people that play other superheroes right now that I think could play Batman, like Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I, you see, if, you see <laughs> that's what I mean by two in the box. Like he, we see him as Iron Man already. I think exactly, no, exactly great, how. Well, I mean, I think it just solidifies our argument with Josh Brolin being typecast yeah. as Stan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one. Uh, I forget his name. Mm-hmm. I know who he is. He's the guy that plays Magneto. And also Michael play- Fassbender. Michael yes. Fassbender? Michael, how, was, how about Michael Fassbender? Oh yeah, as Batman. Yep. He's mm. not too old. He doesn't yeah, look too old. Lang. He's not a Josh Brolin level. That's Guapusha. Guapusha to, to be like a playboy kind and of. And his facial archetype. hair grows enough that you know if you want to go for the facial hair Batman, you like could. F- yeah, but obviously you wouldn't. But like, yeah, yeah. he he. I would say that he could, he could do it. Yeah. He moves kind of clunky though. Does he though? Have I'm, you I'm, have you seen him fight in any of the X Men movies? But then again, then he again is he's Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> you know, yeah. Dude, be concerned when you see Magneto throwing punches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like, no, no. When in <laughs> cut, him, <laughs> cut him some slack, man. In Apocalypse, remember when his family died? He was pretty agile there, but in just yeah. how he moves it, his body. Mm-hmm. Although in general, I I, I guess Sorry. looking back though I, on my comments about Matthew Mercer being uh, moving kind of weird, it is something that I think can be trained. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Especially if he only moves awkward in fight scenes. That's fight true. scenes can easily be choreographed mm-hmm. and trained into somebody. I mean, you know how or awkward... stunt actors. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. You know how awkward Keanu Reeves was when he was Bill and, you know, in Bill and Ted? Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, but then and look now, at now, look at him. He is yeah. John, John Wick. Wick. Oh, speaking of, Papa Keanu Reeves is Batman. No, I don't see it. Uh, maybe. I love Keanu Reeves. What do you mean? But <laughs> I also would say no. What do you man? Please don't. <laughs> I was just watching. Because he still acts a certain way. That he guy does. gesticulates. He has kind of like a weird <laughs> bounce to it. He has like a tongue. And, he, and yeah. he gesticulates a lot. Gesticulates? Uh, gesticulates. He gesticulates. Yeah. I'm guessing, yeah, maybe I'm back. That's, that's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, maybe think a little bit. But yeah, you know what? Every time I try to do the Keanu Reeves impression, I end up becoming... Nicholas Cage eventually. Yeah, and, and with that segue, how about Nicholas Cage's Batman? No. Oh, I'm Nicholas Cage. You know, he was almost Superman. Yes. Yeah, and they even did, like, the costume tests for mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage's Superman. I've seen I've seen weird, the photos. It was this in this weird era of the 90s where Nicolas Cage was in every movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame them for casting him as Superman, but looking back at it, I'm pretty sure those producers are just like, what the hell were we thinking? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Nicolas Cage do as Superman. Do y'all have any other, any other Batman... Potential actors? No, but I do have a lot for Robin. I don't know why. For Robin? Yeah, because we haven't really seen, aside from Chris O'Donnell, we haven't really, or, well, you could argue that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Robin in The Dark Knight Rises, but we haven't really seen any theatrical justice to Robin. That's true. You know, on screen. (laughs) Titan. I think maybe it's because... Actually, I like the Robin in Titans. He's great. Oh, you mean fuck Batman Robin? Yeah, that guy. Uh, well... What do you I, mean? I I'm not a huge fan you, of it. You don't know fuck Batman Robin? Sorry, no, I mean like I was talking about Dre. Oh, like okay. how he felt. I'm not a huge fan of the Titans TV show. 
because of the liberties they took with with, with some characters and how they go about it. But oh, is this about Starfire? In but particular? beyond Starfire, it's just that I understand that Nightwing or Dick was very much so mm-hmm. you know, trying to be his own mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of superhero. That's why he went Nightwing. But he was never somebody I saw to to act in that way. Yeah, he was very edgy in the first couple of episodes, yeah. but yeah. I think that was just him trying to fit into the role. Eventually, he does and, make up for it. And he, also, he, you got to take into account, didn't he just move to a new department at that time? Mm, true. Yeah, true, so true, true, true. he's still just trying to fit in. Yeah, mm-hmm. so would, would you say, because again, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen... Titans? Titans. Oh, besides, really? besides the first episode. Well, it's it feels very CW. I think you know oh, you what mean I mean. the Arrowverse? Yes. When you watch it, it feels so yeah. CW. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, but but, but you, like, you say he he starts acting more like Dick Grayson. Uh, yeah, eventually, especially mm-hmm. when Jason Todd comes in and you got this sort of like bigger brother, I yeah. know better than you dynamic. Like, I yeah. will say though that I've seen that Jason Todd and mm-hmm. he's not guapo enough to be Jason Todd. Yeah, that's true. But like, <laughs> yeah. again, it's just the this... dynamic between them. Yeah, I really like true. it. I mean, I guess. For and this... I am so stoked. Like, I am so excited to see him as Nightwing eventually. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, if it gets that far, and I guess the reason why we don't see a lot of Robins on the big screen is because we don't get a Batman that sticks there mm-hmm. long enough for us to get a Robin eventually. Yeah. Unless, of course, you count um, Bat Nipples uh, Robin. <laughs> Bat- they kind of look like Chris O'Donnell. if you think about Chris it. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, that's right. Chris O'Donnell. That's, yeah, that's yeah. right. But I guess all of this stuff is all still up to, you know, uh, Matt Reeves mm-hmm. to kind of figure out where he wants to go. I mean, if he, can, if he can evoke the same kind of dramatic tone mm-hmm. in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Yeah, I think he can pull off Batman. Yeah, and we just have to hope that Batman does does Batman justice, man. Yep. That's a lot of mans in that yeah, sentence. Man. <laughs> I mean, nobody's ex- nobody is okay. Everyone's expecting it to be good. They want it to be good, but mm-hmm. at this point, I think people are so open to the ideas of reboots happening right after. Yeah. You know, universes that are already established. It's totally fine. Yeah. So coming into Batman, the, the Batman, which is the title. Coming into the Batman, just try to keep a, an open mind. Yeah, consider this a clean slate. Yeah, I mean, we've we've all speculated about and been kind of weirdly against certain actors playing certain roles. I mean, every, the clear example at the time was Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah, and clearly he proved us wrong. Mm-hmm. And arguably, even Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. Again, to all those people out there, just give it a second thought mm-hmm. that Ben Affleck did a good job playing the role he was given so he, don't he, was, yeah. he worked with what he got yeah like don't don't give him flack or him as batman flack just because you don't like the batman that he represented on the other hand the people that hated his guts <laughs> 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 that's totally fine too yeah i mean that, that's we're not trying to pick fights that's only yeah. megs that picks fights. that's just me <laughs> <sighs> well you know good good luck matt reeves yeah good luck Kapadid, to you, matt reeves. reeves and josh brolin if you're uh, listening yes. to this but mm. And Josh Brolin, if you're listening to this, we still want you to play Batman. Yes. Mostly, yes. mostly me. Yes. So anyway, let me just subtly, <laughs> subtly, covertly, subtly. please in post, could you put like a VHS rewind track there? Let me just segue back to Keanu Reeves there. Okay, so Migs and Dre know that my favorite movie trilogy is The Matrix. I don't care what anyone thinks about the, you know, the, the last two movies. I love it. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. If anyone asks what my favorite movie trilogy is, I would hands down say The Matrix. Mm-hmm. I love Keanu Reeves. I grew up thinking he was my spirit animal. Oh, he is. He'd be yeah, yeah. Like I, a perfect spirit animal. I, I yeah. play too much. Um, did you ever play Enter the Matrix? No. Yeah, yeah, I did. No. Oh, yeah, I love you that. play as you play as 
Naomi, Naomi and Naomi what? No, 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 no. Naomi, one of the young young ex. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I have to go back. Did you watch Reloaded? I vaguely Mor- remember Morpheus as like an ex fling. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the other right. captain, the girl with that weird sweaty rave. Yeah, it's the girl captain, right? Yeah, yeah, that that girl. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so since. I don't know for why for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Mick's coughing like an old man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, for the, for some reason, 2019 has had a w- really weird resurgence of Keanu Reeves for some reason. Because he's awesome. I said for some reason like twice. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But even right? for Always Be My Maybe for movies like that, you already have you already give him roles where he's so meta with his role. Like yeah. he knows yeah. he's Keanu Reeves. I, I think <laughs> he knows he's, he he acts as Keanu Reeves in that movie. It's just I'll really be a, funny. A little bit more of a dick. Yeah, like, I it's I think that's why it's so meta yeah, because it's a parody he's, of it's like yeah. a, an exaggerated version of himself. But I'm also very much excited because there's a fourth movie coming out being directed by the Wachowskis, who also directed what you know I think is their best film ever, which is. Speed Racer. Joke laugh. Anyway, I like Speed Racer. Oh, I like Speed man. Racer. We we just lost a thousand listeners. Hey, I honestly did like Speed Racer. Uh, so it was did so, I. It was so trippy. And I, loved I loved it. the Lego line I that came with it. Aesthetically, it was really good. I yeah, really no, and I love the bit where they followed the Japanese anime where their audio wasn't you know in sync in with sync. their lip yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was so funny. I think it was just a little. They tried a little too hard to adapt the the comic book, and it just got. I, I remember seeing it in the cinemas. Yeah. And midway there, I was just confused. Yeah. To what was going on. Everything felt like it was the same place. Yeah. How and if you lose track, or like if you if you daze off for a oh, couple of seconds. In terms of the plot? You're gone. <laughs> you don't know what's happening anymore. Because it's just, it's... Mom, what happened? <laughs> I just wanted to pee. <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts to like so many colors and there's so much things yeah. getting thrown in your face. Mm-hmm. But visually though, I, I, mean, for, yeah, as, I mean, as a visual adaptation... Oh, Speed Racer! I think they did great. Yeah, I mean, especially for the Matrix too. They revolutionized certain, certain cinematic, you know, styles or yeah, or, like, or, like, or effects like Bullet Time. Bullet yeah. Time is. You mean the Matrix revolutionized? They, matrix, <laughs> they revolutionized. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just copying. Which, oh, okay, so man. for today, I actually have a few fan theories for you, and I want you to tell me if they're. This is for the rather, plot of for, Matrix Four. Yeah, for Matrix Four. Since okay. it has been confirmed that Carrie. Carrie Ann Moss. I no. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves are coming back for a fourth installment. We don't know if it's prequel. Although, well, why? I it, actually. Oh, what if Keanu Reeves is I've, a force ghost, but like <laughs> Matrix version? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. So, I'm going to start worry. off with a very far fetched theory first. And the first one is that the Matrix. Okay, do you, do you guys know what happened? What happens in the span of the trilogy? I There's just, so much. What I just know that about? in the end, they meet the architect and he does that's his... The, that's the second one. Okay. Oh. So I have to give you like a brief rundown of everything. Okay. I think you're going to have to give us the, the sh- no, no Fear Shakespeare version of, of okay, the, yeah, the Matrix okay, I get trilogy. It. Okay. Okay. So the Matrix starts with his protagonist. His name is Thomas B. Anderson, who mm-hmm. has an, a hacker alias called Neo. Mm-hmm. Now, he's actually, you know, he's actually broken every kind of virtual law during the time, which is the 90s, mm-hmm. that's ever been written down. Yeah. And pretty much the entire synopsis of the film is he finds out that he is actually living in a computer simulation and that mm-hmm. the actual human civilization is being controlled by machines who are using the human's 
as a fuel, as an right? energy They're source fuel, yeah, yeah to fuel them because in the animatrix prequels animatrix is actually uh, I remember that yeah, yeah. it's a series That's of shorts so cool, by the that way. yeah it's a series of shorts that have different styles mm-hmm. that actually tell a lot of backstory about the universe and yeah. there's this one where there's this one little detail where the reason why they actually start harvesting humans for energy is because the humans were the first one to take out the sun. That's why the entire Matrix trilogy, when you see them outside of their ships, yeah, it's, it's completely dark. grim and dark because during the time... Also, we messed it up? Us humans were Yeah, the because during the time when machines and humans were still fighting, their main... Their primary source was actually the sun. Oh, wait! Are the humans' primary source? Of no, no, no. The machines. The That's primary... why the humans took out the UN. Took out the sun. Uh, they, so they, that they, they locked have... out the entire oh. sun. Mm-hmm. And then you know, sucks for them. They started harvesting them for for energy. Yeah. yeah. So you know. And this is all explained in the Animatrix. Where do you? Yeah, see yeah. This? That one bit. Okay. Yeah, but in the third film, when they're actually going into or breaking into Machine City, yeah. they actually try to avoid the machines, Trinity and Neo. They try to avoid the machines by, sh- you know, flying their ship up way up into the sky beyond mm-hmm. the clouds. Yeah. They see the sun for the very first time. Ah. But because of the altitude, they lose power like in the first Iron Man yep. and they start crashing down and that's when Trinity dies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Arguably, that's where Iron Man <laughs> got their inspiration to do that. Anyway, so Arguably. it starts. He finds out he's the one. He's actually a human being in the Matrix who was born in the Matrix who can bend certain rules mm-hmm. or, you know, or programs or yeah. codes in the Matrix because, in essence, it is a computer simulation. simulation. It is yes. a program. Yes. So, like with any things, like with, with real life, we have... Mr. You know we have Mr. Robot. We have yeah. We have, uh-huh. have Hacker Man's. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, do clarify because it's been kind of a question. Like I, I've never really delved into it as much. What made Neo the one? Yeah. How Besides was he born? Okay. Okay. Neo so backwards. Apparently. Well, it is, not an, it is an anarchy. <laughs> it, has, it has a lot of Christian symbolism it's towards it. Owen. Since, <laughs> but it's actually revealed in Matrix Reloaded when he meets the architect yeah. that the one was just another form of control by the machines. Right. Oh. What right, happened right. was they actually, given that it is a program, it has imperfections. There's this anomaly in the simulation, in the Matrix, that the machines cannot avoid or, you know, cannot avoid happening yeah. from happening. And that's the anomaly of the one. There's just this one person, supposedly, who yeah. can control things inside the simulation, which is the Matrix. Yeah. But apparently in the second one, in Matrix Reloaded, it's revealed when Neo con- you know, interacts with the architect that the one was just another form of control, that mm-hmm. the one's real directive or objective was to talk to the architect, reach... Yeah, reach, reach him to that one point yes. and reboot the Matrix all over again, getting a few, a handful of people yeah. and rebuilding Zion. Mm. So it's literally the entire human resistance with Zion, it's, Lena, it's actually just another form yeah. of control, mm-hmm. which is revealed in the second one, which yeah. I thought was very, very good. It was a very good concept, mm-hmm. but it was just, there was just too much happening. They were yeah. trying to put too many elements into the backstory because yeah. you have the games, you have the, there yeah. are novelizations of it, and it's already so rich. I don't know why they didn't have to just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if Star Wars is able to do it, kind of. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, lore this in depth, like it's impossible to get not get convoluted because of that's all the true. mediums that it's released on. Yeah, that's that that's that's very true. And yeah. looking, if correct me if I'm wrong, but the, when when we see Neo meet the architect, he was so he picks Trinity yeah. over rebooting yeah, the Matrix because there have been very many Neos before him. Yeah, right? the, he's actually the sixth iter- iteration of the one. Yeah, but it just so happened that what makes him different is the capacity to love humanity more than I mean love 
love on a personal level compared to the other Neos. on a on a humanity level because yeah. all of the other iterations rebooted the matrix for the betterment of humanity so that they wouldn't be extinct mm-hmm. but the reason why neo is different from the other ones or this keanu reeves neo yeah. we don't know if all the other you know prior neos yeah. are also keanu reeves mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i just did a grin yeah but what makes him different from the other ones or the other though ones is that he's able to feel love on a more personal level and that he chose Trinity. He chose saving Trinity because he saw a vision of her dying. Yes, I remember that. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he chose to go out and she gets shot at, up, right? Yeah, it, while while she's jumping free fall from a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, he's, he's fighting an agent and, you know, you know how difficult it is to fight an agent. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really kill them. They can only Mr. possess, Anderson. they can possess any human that is actually still connected to the Matrix. Mm-hmm. But when you kill that person, they just depossess them. So yeah. it's really, there's really no way of killing them. So throughout Revolutions, the third one, they actually try to go to, to Machine City to form a temporary truce. Because yeah, at that's that the last time, one, right? Revolution. Yeah, at that time, they're actually already fighting the war. The human, the last remnants of humanity against the machines. They're making a giant drill because Zion's yes. located at yes. the center yeah. of the earth. I remember that. And during the same time, Trinity and Neo are traveling to the machine to the Machine City to form a truce because in the Matrix, simultaneously, like it's also happening. Mr. Smith or Agent Smith from the first Matrix yeah. is actually he actually became a virus when he was yeah. you know, yeah, destroyed because Neo did the hand thing yeah he assimilated yeah. Him, his his code or whatnot yeah. into him and in, in, in turn freedom, he actually right? yeah it freed him he became a virus he became unplugged yeah, yes. and what happened was he became a program without a directive, mm-hmm. which you know I guess for that's, most twenty first century millennials we have a self ex, you know a self existential crisis every day. <laughs> he uh, was yeah. also having the same thing, and he yeah. realized the only way to fulfill his directive is to make everything him. Which I mean, if you know, if you had to have yeah. a directive, so he, it, it's, it's the per- <laughs> it was the perfect window for them to travel to Machine City and form a truce. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now in the process. Neo had to fight Smith, but he realized that he was the yang to his yin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he realized that for him to, to die, it's kind of like the Harry Potter thing, like the reverse. Like one cannot oh. live while the other survives. Is, Reload, so, is this the one where he becomes a smith? Yeah, this is Revolutions. Oh. He realizes that he, he, is, he is his opposite. Like while he exists, yeah. he also does because they are both a part of each other. So the Batman to So Joker. yeah, so Smith assimilates himself into Neo, realizes that, you know, it's done. And then Smith realizes he has no directive, and he just he just explodes because, because there's nothing left to do. And also because Neo kind of, it's it's kind of like making a black hole kind of thing when oh, two it's singularities. Like, it's like form. putting a, a bag of holding in a bag of holding. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So f- <laughs> that's a lot of backstory. Yeah. Now getting into the Matrix Four though, Wait, given that sorry, what happens after he explodes? Um, is Neo that the end dies. of the film? Yeah, Neo no, dies. That- Smith dies. The machines form a temp- like a truce. With humanity, the Oracle and the Architect talk at the end Wait, at, so at a bench scene. The thing happening with Neo and Mr. Anderson is happening in the Matrix Mr. at the Smith, same time yeah. that, uh, oh, sorry, Mr. Anderson is is, is Neo. Neo. Sorry, because he says it yeah. so many times. So Mr. Smith and Neo are doing this fight thing in the Matrix while, the, while well, at the same time the real the Neo is traveling. Oh no 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 no! no. The he's, real Neo he's plugged like, in Machine City already. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's his that's his trump card. I'll defeat Smith for you. In return, oh. I want you to form a truce with humanity. So that happened 
as as a result of Neo trying to make a truce with the machines. Mm-hmm. This right. was him. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the, I, I, the only scene I remember was he was in front of the machines, and that's when he plugged in yep. defeat. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Okay, so he, die, <laughs> he dies after that. Yeah. And we don't know what happens to him because in the in his heat vision, because he goes blind in the third one, so yeah. he kind of has his yeah. weird thermal vision. Mm-hmm. There's a shot of him kind of like in a cross it, oh. like it, it, kind of like it. I was actually doing it, it I was gesticulating yeah. he's he's kind of like in a cross when he dies uh-huh. and uh-huh. Bo- like a burst of light just emanates throughout his entire figure did this happen like re- to real life Neo or to Matrix Neo oh that that was his image that was his thermal image from outside the Matrix so he's plugged in he's lying down on a cable on, you know a bunch of wires yeah yeah and his body just lights up in complete light Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if he's actually still alive because I, if I'm not mistaken the machines can just revive your heart from inside the matrix because they harvest you so That's yeah. I feel like they just repurpose you for certain things yeah and from that I want to get into the theories that was of, the end of the film right where the yeah, light comes out yeah yeah and okay. you know there's a truce with humanity and mm-hmm. the machines now yeah. so what was the truce again like did they they stop harvesting them what is no I mean like they people who stop trying they, to kill the humans yeah oh. and if people who want who want out from the matrix are allowed out. Oh, so they can unplug if they want to. Yeah, if they realize, yeah. What what happens when they unplug again? The the oh because they wake up in the real life. No, because the thing oh. the, the difficult thing about being unplugged is when Neo got unplugged, they're still trapped in these kinds of pods. holding cells, these uh. pods things, these pod things, and so it makes sense for the sequence. You know, you remember that sequence where he finally meets Morpheus and takes the red pill. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to this weird contraption full of machinery, sits mm-hmm. down on a chair. Yeah. That's actually them trying to narrow down the coordinates of which pod he's currently at. That's why he, they had, he had to take the pill, because it was a tracker oh. pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I honestly never so knew that. So for people yeah. who want out, I'm pretty sure there's like a like a courier service now for people <laughs> to <laughs> deliver it to Zion. Yeah. I don't know. Grab football. But the, <laughs> the actual <laughs> online Matrix game mm-hmm. takes, uh, takes up from where it picked, you know, left off. So the, is the it canon? Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, because it's technically canon. They closed it down a, f- like uh-huh. a good number of years ago. The opening start of it was that people have been seeing remnants of Neo in the Matrix and they're trying to see if, there's, if he's still alive. Oh. It's uh, no, his residual self-image, his RSI. Yeah, mm-hmm. people have been mm-hmm. seeing remnants of it and they don't know if he's real or not. So yeah. the entire mm-hmm. premise of the start of that MMO was hit people trying to find Neo. if he was still alive. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I want to get into theories because there are a lot of <laughs> stupid ones. Yeah. So coming from coming yeah. to Matrix 4, since Carrie Ann, Ma- Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves are confirmed, mm-hmm. we don't know if they're alive or not because we mm-hmm. see them die in, in the in, last exactly, one, in Revolutions. Yeah. yeah. So I want to start this one, <laughs> this one theory off from Reddit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it might be too crazy to work, but the Matrix... In the Matrix 4 could be rebooted with the Matrix films in existence. Meaning, like, the only way a new Matrix could happen is if the Matrix itself was rebooted and the people of that real world found another kind of hacker. So, so literally, new, like, it's, uh, it's, the, it's a Matrix. It's, it's another iteration of the Matrix where the Matrix films already exist. So what? we know. Oh. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Hold on, I'm a little, I'm confused. Okay, wait, okay, imagine, imagine right now we're recording a podcast, but we're we're talking about the Matrix, right? Yeah. So for us, the Matrix exists as a film as franchise. As a film franchise. But imagine if we are actually in the Matrix right now. Nah, that is just too comical. I wait, mean, no, and how would they? How would they do that in a film? What is? I don't understand. No, I mean like the Matrix, the simulation that they live in. In that simulation, the Matrix, the Matrix films exist. It, 
And what would be the, what would the film be about? It would be about them realizing that it's a simulation because they get hints from the Matrix movies that, oh, what if life is a simulation? No, I'm not saying that they get hints from the movies. I'm just saying that the Matrix, like the actual simulation of the Matrix itself has the Matrix as a film franchise. Like it exists as yeah. a film franchise. No, I think, nah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's just too comical. <laughs> I mean, I, I get the commentary, like the meta commentary yeah, and everything. Yeah. But like that kind of... Okay, takes so, away from the dark tones of because the Matrix movies are pretty dark, yeah. not oh, just yeah. physically, but like the tone of them, <laughs> like Suicide Squad, <laughs> yeah, like Suicide yeah, Squad, okay. but like physically and of course thematically dark. I don't think that they would do that. That would be too much of a meta commentary and everything because okay. the whole idea that life is a simulation that already exists in our minds and we already have that yeah. in mind. Okay. I don't think they would have to use that as an element. Okay, fine, fine. And not I, to mention, I, it would just get way too confusing, point, and convoluted. Point yeah. taken. No, yeah. but there even it, more so than the Matrix already is. There, there uh-huh. is a cute short from the Animatrix. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. very, it's stylized like a Ghibli film. Uh-huh. The animation is really nice. It's yeah. it's actually a very slice of life short where a bunch of street kids go to this haunted mansion uh-huh. and they see a lot of weird things happening. But the reason for that is since they are in the Matrix, they explain in the first one when. When Neo passes by a black cat and it passes again, and he's like, "Oh, whoa!" Uh-huh. In his in his villain Ted voice, "Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. deja vu." <laughs> yeah, he says that, yeah, and he was, yeah. and, and then someone explains that it's usually someone, something in the Matrix being changed at the moment, like at that moment. Oh, it's like by the glitch. architect. Oh, well, by just the... by 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 the machines. I don't oh. I don't know who's you know constantly coding it, mm-hmm. but usually that explains what deja vu is in the Matrix. That's uh-huh. why you know. Oh. And in the second one, the Oracle explains these like, these mythical creatures, these werewolves, these vampires as rogue programs that have no directive. Mm-hmm. So these okay. are programs that are obsolete. Like, let's say from, you know, Charlie's dad from the, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Like, you mm-hmm. know, when he lost a job because he couldn't spin caps on toothpaste yeah. tubes anymore? Yeah. yeah, something like that. So you okay. actually have this problem, this issue, which I really like. It's a very good mm-hmm. part of the movie where they show that programs have a facet of humanity too that they can feel what we consider love to be for uh-huh. the programs that they okay. are that are their kin yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so i'd like to i'm going to go crazy then and plausible and crazy okay. oh so we're okay, doing okay, alternate okay, okay yeah so okay. another theory is that humans and rogue programs could team up in the matrix because even though there is a temporary truce from revolutions i'm not no, i don't know if they're going to consider the video games canon anymore yeah but even though there is a truce between humans and machines, it doesn't mean there isn't drama happening between the machines. Because in the second movie, Reloaded, Neo goes to this train station, this purgatory-like train yes. station, yeah, and he sees a family of programs there. And they're actually exiled programs because yeah, they have no that. directive anymore. And the reason why they're running away to the Merovingian, he's also another program who kind of like mm-hmm. does you know shady under-the-table deals in yeah. order to, to secure a mm-hmm. secret life for people who are in exile. Mm-hmm. They it it just it makes you think that okay what makes us truly human is it because we're made up of flesh f- flesh and water yeah mm-hmm. or is it because you know is it can it be ambiguous in the sense that okay these machines are also feeling the same kind of problems and issues that I am facing like my my daughter yeah. program is about to be deleted am I just gonna let yeah. that happen so is it about the sentience yeah more so than being built up of flesh yeah, and, and bones that problem was never really brought up in the movie they just put that there as a yeah. as a as a scene for self-reflection for neo mm-hmm. but the actual issue in itself i think they could really cash in on that because it feels i feel like it's a very organic thing for machines yeah. to be even to yeah. to be able to face that problem i feel yeah. like a good a good plot 
arc yeah, with the I humans see. and rogue programs teaming up to, yeah. to protect each yeah, other. Yeah, I see that as cool too because like it's a very interesting dynamic when you try to humanize a rogue program. Yeah. Like we've or, or like just a digital idea or a digital like an AI sort yeah, of sort yeah. of. Yeah. We've had we've had a lot of movies that have already done that like mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man when they humanize the robot or I am ro- <laughs> I am robot. I am robot or more recently in Tron Legacy. Well, not really recently. Or Alita. Yeah, or Alita. Alita, or Alita. Yeah. Now, Alita, if you Alita remember, one, that's a Transformer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember, if you remember Tron Legacy, the character Quora, she's actually oh, yeah. Yeah, like she's part a, of the... No, the but she's movie. an actual living being, like a cybernetic living... Like yeah, a cyber exactly. Kind of, they, they also came out as an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's why they were able to bring her into the real world. But yeah. I think I like that dynamic where you think the, the actual hero of the story is the human, but... When you spend more time with this character, you get to know what they are actually like and how they feel emotions, quote unquote. <laughs> feel, feel emotions <laughs> like a regular human being. <laughs> like I, I like that concept. Just like taking a, we we already see the human version of a program in mm-hmm. Mis- in Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we haven't exactly seen a human. You know, like uh, what do, what are they called? What you, like humans? The programs without. Rogue oh, like exiled programs, like rogue yeah, programs. Yeah, yeah. Exiled program. We haven't exactly had those those twisty characters in the Matrix series. Yet. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's totally plausible. But okay. would you, given that context, though, what would the plot be? I mean, I, I do agree that it's a it's a great idea to bring into. Mm-hmm. But then, what would the movie be about? I don't know. Maybe I mean, because like any. I guess I don't want to sound too political, but mm-hmm. with the situation in Hong Kong, oh, I mean, yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you have, it's going to affect people on a global scale anyway. So for, mm-hmm. for those issues to affect machines internally, I'm pretty sure it's going to have this wave of influence towards yeah. the humans eventually, yeah. given that, you know, they're still using them as a mm-hmm. power source, but if they want out, you know, go lang. So would you say that the potential plot for that would be rogue programs and humans team you know, up together to destroy the yeah, machines? Yeah, for all yeah. you know, maybe there are okay. some machines that have formed some sort of sentient feeling and in then they also of, team up. Like, you know, there's like maybe qualities like greed. Like, what oh. if for people that, you know, for machines that don't want to release humans, but. So, aren't, rogue, under rogue the table. machines not following it's, the. Yeah, okay. also other rogue machines that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I can so, get behind that. Yeah, so um, I only have two more because I don't want to. I'm so, really sick. So, one more crazy one. One more crazy one. One more crazy one. One more crazy one. Okay, okay. I don't okay, know if you're going to like this. Oh, no. Midichlorians. No. Okay, um. Neo is John Wick. What? Hold on. Neo hold on, is hold John on, Wick. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. Why? Okay. Wait a minute. No. The more you think about it, kind of makes sense. Wait. Okay. Can you ex- explain okay. where you're going with this? Okay. So imagine if <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to start it. Okay. So imagine if the machines tasked down John Wick to. Awaken all the humans. Awaken. Yeah, no, awaken, awaken them, so that they can be reassimilated into the matrix. For people who are awake, people who want out of the matrix. So, pe- imagine if all the people uh, that the uh, that John Wick is trying to kill, uh, what are they called? Called again? What? This, I don't the, know. The, the, he just the, the dudes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, no, just the entire <laughs> cannon the entire. fodder. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, all, all the red shirts. Yeah. So everyone he's he's been trying to kill in the past three movies are actually people who are aware that they are in the Matrix, all and the that, that John have Wick, died. yeah, and John Wick is actually a a an, another sentient human being aware that he is in the Matrix, but is on payroll from the so, machine. So he's an agent now. Uh-huh. Not not an agent because he's still human. He can still die. No, so to speak. I mean, yeah, but I, he's not. He's, yeah. yeah, he's not assimilated by yeah. an agent. But, Much but as he, I would like to see it. 
We I all mean, know it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Hey, come on. But I would love that. Like, Dude, that would be kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But also, that kind of ruins all the world building they did for you know, John Wick. They're doing a miniseries for it. Am I, not, am I wrong? There's even a video game, dude. There's a Telltale game for it. Oh, John Wick? It's a, yeah. I thought Telltale was gone. Was it not? Te- well, it's a Telltale style game. I'm, I'm pretty so it's sure. It's like a narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could you, could you Google that real quick? Yeah, but John Wick. While, while Ian's Googling that, but what do you think of that idea, Migs? And that, I, I don't know. It's just, it would just take away from the entire. Because Neo and John Wick, they have very separate, like, different fighting styles. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. no, still Kung Fu, though. It's gunfu both ways. It's gunfu. It's no. It's more like. But John Wick is more. I will. Okay. Neo is more equilibrium. Yeah, I was gunfu. gonna say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So all those people who haven't seen Equilibrium. Please do. It's a really old film uh-huh. with Batman. Well, not really Batman. But uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale. But it's a really good film. But yeah, I agree. The uh, the gunfu in albeit both John Wick and The Matrix have gunfu. Mm-hmm. Totally different styles of gunfu. So yeah. I agree with you, Mix. And like. Matrix revolutionized the whole kung fu fighting in midair. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the I, bullet time. Yeah, yeah. I remember they even came up with the Superman concept where he was fighting a bunch of Kryptonians and he, they knew Kryptonian kung fu. And the sole reason why they they wanted that in the movie is because at that same time Matrix came out and it was very popular. To yeah, have it was stuff. very popular at that time. So they wanted that that vision and they wanted that execution. I don't think that we're in that era anymore. Yeah, you know, we just yeah we want to see more realistic stunts. Like that's I why Fast and the Furious, you know, all of their stunts. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't get me started on that. But all of their stunts, they they're still kind of not as, for lack of a better term, jawbug as the ones mm. back in the nineties. Wait, what is what is jawbug? Jawbug. It's like huh? you don't. Oh my God, Joe! You don't know what jawbug <laughs> means. Jawbug, jawbug, Joe. He's only back. I don't understand. Jay dude. doesn't know what jawbug means. Hey man, <laughs> hey, hey. Jawbug is like extreme and un- impossible. Wait, did you? So you're like, for wait. example, John Wick. He like he he throws a gun up in the air, takes out a magazine, and then the gun lands on the magazine. He's never done that. It's for example, <laughs> but the reason why he hasn't X-Men done that—X-Men Origins Wolverine because it'd be, it'd be too Jobug. Exactly. Okay. dude, Fast and Furious is super Jobug. Oh, I got your X-Men Origins Wolverine reference, by the okay. way. <laughs> Agent X or Agent yeah. Zero? Because yeah. remember that scene where um, Vin Diesel catches <laughs> uh-huh. Vin Diesel catches her across the air by by. <laughs> he he's in his car, yeah. right? And he, he gets out of the car, goes on the hood. Yeah, it rams into the side rail. And it launches him across the highway. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. As he catches, yeah. what's her name? What was her name in the movie? Um, uh, uh, girl with raspy voice. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, what's uh, yeah. her name in the movie? I don't even remember. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, but her catching Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> across the air, perfectly timed uh-huh. as they land. Yeah, dude. Perfectly yeah. aimed on another car. That is, and I quote, "Super Joe Bug." Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's not as Joe Bug as like flying Me through the air. Dude. Oh, that's yeah. true. True, true. Fair. So that, yeah. That, that, it, uh, yeah, it's just I don't think John Wick and Neo are on the same level. Okay. Yeah. Did you find the John Wick game by the way? Yeah, it's called John Wick Hex. Who is it made by? It's made by Good Shepherd Entertainment. <laughs> Jonah Hicks. Oh, but so, it, it does have a very telltale vibe. But the, it's, the it's, art, it's the a art cell style. shaded. It's a cell shaded game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. wait, I actually, it looks it, it looks incredibly like this one film. Keanu Reeves made. Um, give me give me uh, give wait, me. Keanu a Reeves made it. No, no, sorry, it's so Keanu Reeves starred in. Mm-hmm. The one where it was just all... It was an animated what? movie. Give me, I've give never me. seen Keanu Reeves what? No, it, it was about movie. drugs. Give me a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> when, when, when did this come out? Um, <laughs> John Wick. 
second. Give me a second. It's a scanner darkly. Ah, I've okay. never seen it, this. Robert Downey Jr. is here too. Oh, yeah. I, you don't know? You've is this, never seen is this it? old? How old is this? Two thousand and six. It's very Fight Club. Ooh, I mean, like I it's not it it's not action based, but the kind yeah. of grit that Fight yeah. Club uh-huh. has because yeah. it's about drugs and it's mm-hmm. about it's about rehab. And okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And th- it it makes sense because the the subject material involved, given the animation style, it's very it's trippy. Is it trippy? It's very psychedelic. Like okay. the entire thing, it was mocapped and it was animated. Yeah, in I a saw very the I saw the animation psychedelic. Style. I'm, so I'm definitely cool. gonna give this a a look a look yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for my last theory, which I think could also it's a very Harry Potter parallel thing. Like you know how. Neville could have been the actual yeah. chosen one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, is this your favorite one? Do you have a favorite one? No, this is series? just my. I think. Well, this is something I want to happen for Matrix Four. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like they could. I feel. Sobrang lang kasi mapili si Hugo Weaving with his films. I understand. Yeah. So yeah. you know that theory where Agent Smith is actually the real one in the context of the salvation of humanity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because. According to the prophecy, there was going to be a man born inside who had the ability to change whatever he wanted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though, to remake the Matrix as he saw fit. So, yeah. given that verbatim, that quote, it doesn't just apply. It didn't just apply to Neo throughout it, the it trilogy. It, it applied to Smith even more so because he was completely Changing assimilating everybody. the entire yes. Matrix in his image. Yeah. yeah. So, and in order to save humanity, Neo had to fight or had to eliminate Mr. Smith. Yeah, so, so without Mr. Smith's existence. So, uh-huh. Mind-boggling. So I, I feel like I really want him to come back. And that's why Mr. Smith, I just wanted to add to the theory because you guys were adding to the theory. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, makes you Dude, can, no, no, Mr. Mind. Smith rearranged, yeah, take away some letters, replace them with other letters, plus the one. <laughs> <laughs> the one. The mind jobag ako din. Okay, so... The mind jobag. Ang gro... Ang dumi, dude. Oh, no. I'm sorry, guys. So, let me just finish my theory. My theory is just that other than him being the real one, I feel like a reason why Neo awakens is because Agent Smith awakens. What? Yeah. I mean, if their existence is tethered to each other, and if right. if Keanu Reeves is confirmed, yeah. that but like some remnants of Smith should be there. But in my opinion, I don't know how they're gonna pull it off. I'd rather him be portrayed like a very cable archetype, very anti-hero. Yes, Mr. Yes. Smith or Deathstroke type. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like in this in this iteration, because I mean, it's been done before. Like that kind of that kind of nar- narrative structure where for one season you pit a good guy against a bad guy yeah. and then for the second season you don't know how to how to heighten the stakes so you just make, make them, them in, you make them friends in order mm-hmm. to defeat a much more powerful yes, enemy yes. so I, I I don't mind that if I see if I if I see a scene with Neo and Agent Smith fighting together I feel like I can check it off my bucket list yeah that'd be that'd be that'd be dope true like screen but it also now that how you explain that reminds you of Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> hey, I doubt the Matrix is gonna have like a billion post credits. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. But you know what? I would definitely agree. I would definitely love to see Agent Smith and Neo fight side by side. Albeit maybe not fully side by side, mm-hmm. but maybe with the same interest in mind. Yeah, fighting the same fight, just but not always of, agreeing with each yeah, other. Yeah, just the idea of you know Mr. Anderson fighting alongside this guy that he's been fighting for an entire trilogy. Yeah, and how many hours of of movie is the Matrix worth? That's true. It's yeah. a lot. It's just it'd be a nice it'd be a nice tip of the hat. And I like, can kind of imagine it as you know when um, what is the name of that rapper 
in John Wick that was also an assassin. Bald guy. Halle Berry. <laughs> no. Bald guy. The, the one that John Wick got in a fight with. Like, did, oh, the uh, one that's super fanboy with uh, him? Are you, work, are you working tonight, Oh, John? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. What's his name? Remember. Yeah, but you know that kind of weird relationship they had where they were mad at each other, but also there was some kind of professional respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that similar dynamic, I guess, with Neo and, and Mr. Smith. Smith yeah. mm-hmm. Mr. Smith? Agent Smith. Agent, 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 Agent that Smith. That sounds cooler. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, they probably wouldn't be gunning at each other's throats at this point anyways. Maybe. But I mean, I feel like it's a natural progression of events. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't want to pit them against each other again. Because it, it's been done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they would garner, I mean, cinematically speaking as well, you wouldn't be able to get enough of a catharsis out of it anymore mm-hmm. because yeah. it's already happened. Plus, how bomb would a powerhouse duo Hugo Weaving and yeah. Keanu Reeves would make? And Dude. you can only imagine how much of a enemy they could they could present to the yeah. two of them. Like, if they're already so powerful, kung Saitama levels ng asila. In their ranks. Yeah. Imagine how, like, what kind of enemy they have to create or write in. To, to match their yeah. th- them to, to give them a challenge yeah Dude, I can imagine remember that thing that Neo did with the with the pole and he started doing oh, yeah. during yeah. during during the burly brawl yeah can yeah. you imagine both Neo and Agent Smith <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like helicopter oh blades <laughs> like no. blades of glory yeah dude oh <laughs> or, my god or hear me out like instead of a pole it's it's Agent Smith holding Neo by the hands. And he spins them around. <laughs> so like, yeah, like, like, Blades so of like, Glory. Blades of Glory. Like, yeah. Iron Lotus. Exactly. Dude, you know what? I wouldn't be against that at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think out of all the ones you mentioned, this seems very plausible. I hope so. And I I, I like this one the most. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'd like to think, or throughout, throughout Hugo Weaving's movie career, mm-hmm. I do feel like he has a certain tinge of pickiness like he's rather yeah. picky with the films he wants to do like he doesn't Alamco he's kind of like Han Solo yeah. I mean like like Harrison, like, Harrison Ford, Ford or he wanted to kill off Han Solo in yeah. Empire because yeah. he doesn't want to do sequels so yeah. I feel like he's that kind of person oh, where but he wouldn't want to play Agent Smith again in, yeah I mean after doing a trilogy like that mm-hmm. in Harrison Ford's defense he there, he doesn't feel that, that way for all of his characters he specifically just felt that way about Han I think because he's more oh no and also for Deckard he felt the same way no he didn't he didn't want, like he was fine with Deckard. No, I mean like he just didn't want to be in a sequel. Oh during no! The time. Um, during an interview, he said that he he wouldn't he didn't mind playing Deckard again as long as the script was good and that it, there was a reason for his character to come back. There was oh, so, a logical reason that served the plot okay. and the character enough justice for him to come back and mm-hmm. not just as a throwaway. Hey, he's back! Watch the movie. Oh, so he's not Michael Caining it? No, he's not. No, no. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know how Michael Caine picks the movie. No, he checks the first page. He texts. The, he he also checks the last page. If he sees his name there, he's taking the he's movie. Taking <laughs> <laughs> and um, but although I will even say to 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 push that point is that he loves reprising Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. He said oh. in a lot of interviews that he loves. Like he's excited to. And there is a new one coming out. By the way, there's a new Indiana, I mean, Indiana like, Jones. There's a new it's one. Still Harrison works. Ford and Shia yeah. LaBeouf. I don't know about Shia LaBeouf. Hey, I feel like he, he, yeah. people hate on him too much. Because during the, uh, the press tour of Blade Runner 2049, he announced that there is a new Indiana Jones and he is reprising the role. So I don't know. Is where there a working title? None, none that I Indiana know. Indiana Jones in the. In, in, in the Crystal Forest. <laughs> in the Crystal Dungeon. Yeah, so I mean, I guess uh, I, I hope that Hugo Weaving is similar in that he's open to the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, Although, if how does he look now, though? Is he. How old does he look? Well, his he hairline is, has already he's been He's 59. Yeah. But I feel like he can still... Keanu Reeves can still do it. But also, I mean, you've, have you seen the trailers for Gemini Man? 
Oh, mm-hmm. Will Smith? Yeah. I mean, they can clearly make somebody younger again. Uh, I mean, they've done it with Tony Stark. They did it with Barf. Yeah, with Barf. Yeah, Barf. Yes. Yeah, and Barf. That, that was that's what they called this. That's why, let's see, Jake Yeelan-Hall's mm-hmm. character, Mysterio, was mad. Yeah. Was because he made that program for Tony Stark where you can relive your past, sort mm-hmm. of. And he called when it When he barf. was in MIT, remember? Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Civil was, War, was it? Y- yes. Yeah. And he named the acronym Civil BARF. War. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, Hugo Weaving hopefully would be open to it because, I mean, or at least a cameo, but yeah. one for a reason. Yeah, yeah for Or like reason. a spiritual cameo. Yeah. Even if, I don't know. Because I think even uh, for fans also, yeah. we wouldn't want a cameo just for the sake of a cameo. Man, they just need a good paycheck. Yeah, well, and that. <laughs> or that too. Yeah, but I, I think there are other actors who wouldn't take the, the biggest paycheck in the world if it didn't serve their character or the movie justice. But then again, that depends how much they're being paid. But generally speaking... I mean, if Keanu Reeves can do 47 Ronin, which wasn't that good, hey, and hey, still hey, donate hey. everything oh, to charity, oh, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I don't oh, know. Oh. Mm. Okay. No, no, I love I love 47 Ronin. I just, okay, know, there we go. I just know it's not good. Well, it's not... <laughs> hey... No, hey. No, I think it's because I went in, I went in with certain expectations. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I, I mean, but it's, it's coming, than the coming out, Hellboy. I acknowledge that it wasn't like it wasn't the best, but I really enjoyed. it. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as to say it wasn't good, or it, or rather, okay. or rather, it was bad. I don't wouldn't say it was bad. It just, it was alright. It's alright. Yeah. Like, no, uh, I mean it's like the it's like the Saturday movie I would watch in the middle of the month. Yes. Have you seen it, Migs? Unfortunately not. Actually, it's the lore that they that they give you and, and how they represent the the samurai culture. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty decent. I mean, it's not the best. It's like Warframe, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's like Warframe That's if you cool. think about it. Yeah, and, and, and there are a lot of good jokes. Like, uh, yeah, I think my sword is broken. <laughs> oh, dude, he's kind of like Samurai Jack if he was American in a Japanese or in a very Oriental kind of. Oh, yeah, that's dope. But there were, I mean, that in and of itself was a problem yeah. for a lot of people. No, that's why Keanu it was Reeves. funny. Yeah, because Keanu Reeves is Samurai Jack. Yeah, no, okay. but like in a reverse style. Like, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, to give you a little bit of context, Migs, why people had a problem with that kind of with that context is that uh, they they did explain why Keanu Reeves spoke English. It's because he was a foreign. He was actually his character was actually an American. Dumped as a kid. Yeah, it was in like Great Japan. Wall. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the problem was, all the Japanese people were, were also speaking. Were speaking in English to each other in a Japanese accent. <laughs> so I mean, when they when they would speak to Keanu Reeves in it a Japanese was, accent but in English, that yeah. made sense mm-hmm. because theoretically, yes, he only spoke English. Yes, but when the Japanese guys, like the Shogun, mm-hmm. speaks to, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Just, okay, <laughs> hear me out. I'm pretty sure it's because Keanu Reeves' character, when they were young, put up an English class. <laughs> I thought the projector because they had like a live translation. And everyone in Japan took that English class. Mm. So they only know Plausible. those lines from the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like that time I went to Japan and we were trying to find, uh, ask for directions. And we asked this this person there, excuse me, like he was a manager of the, of, the, of the mall we were at. Excuse me, do you speak English? Sorry, I don't speak English. <laughs> what? <laughs> or they yeah, only speak okay. lines. Yeah, and, and we figured that maybe he only knows how to say, I don't speak English when somebody asks him. If he speaks English, so that kind of makes sense. Like he, it's a polite way of just it's, instead of just waving no, like mm-hmm. they can tell you, yeah. But that was just the weird thing about forty seven. Hey man, it was the it was the early two thousands. Not a lot of people were that nitpicky with films yet. True, and again, the 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 effects CGI was great. 
I think the dragon, the yeah. witch, it, it was, it was in the wardrobe. The dragon, the witch, in the wardrobe. <laughs> the dragon, the witch, in yeah. the wardrobe. I think, I think it was pretty cool. You know, Forty-seven. Yeah. In, in fairness, yeah. though, it was uh, a very rich world. So I yeah. like they couldn't go into it much in much yeah. more depth. Now, speaking of being a rich world, and again, the Matrix. I'm a little concerned. I really hope that they don't try to add to it even more because it's. I'm okay with pretty, the setting. No, if you watch yeah. the Animatrix, it's. It's, yeah. it's so good. Oh, I actually do have to suggest you watch that short. I never got to finish it. That, that, that the short Ghibli with, one? The with Ghibli the, yeah, one? with the street kids haunt, exploring a haunted mansion. Yeah. It's because there is a certain glitch that's happening in that part of the Matrix right now. Ooh. And so that it translates to paranormal experiences. That's why the street kids are actually exploring in that a house. haunted house. Yeah. How so long there's, is the short? there's 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, that's pretty good. So yeah. They there are moments there there are moments where they're in these rooms where they're floating where yeah. the room is upside down where yeah. there's certain bl- globs of goo hanging around yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird it's yeah so they're all just like rogue programs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I mean I guess if he, if y'all had to pick one of the potential theories that Ian has posted up to us which yeah, one would, would you guys you? prefer hmm. well I would like to see the whole Keanu Reeves and Neo, Hugo, and Neo, and Hugo, and Neo, Neo and Agent Smith. And Neo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, just Agent Smith and Neo fighting side by side. Okay, Ian. Yeah, I want to. I want the part. I like the theory where he's uh, he's done with he's done with and he's traveling to <laughs> Rivendell to meet Agent Smith. Well, I mean, to use the pores. To use the I, I like that one. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I guess like, the same with the Batman. It's just with these beloved franchises, even more so with the Matrix. I would uh, think. Yeah. I just really hope that it doesn't become one of those excess movies. Oh, like it's that too they, saturated. Yeah, like they they make a, it's a sequel for a sequel for the reason of a sequel. I mean, it's not a sequel per se. But it's it, like a, it's the fourth it's one. It's like another install. Yeah, but, it's a it's a saga now. That's yeah, what they call four. Right? Saga. Yeah, like I mean, I, I just hope oh, it doesn't Matrix become saga. one of those movies where they just it, it we just end up disregarding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I hope not. I mean. The track record for the Wachowskis, it's it's okay. It's not like Shyamalan level. Yeah, I mean, I Matrix mean, 1 was good. Reloaded, arguably. Uh, uh, well. I mean, okay, <laughs> Speed Racer, come on. Oh, God. And and Jupiter Ascending, diba. Jupiter Ascending. Oh, and Sensei, sorry, I completely forgot. Sensei was, is good. Sensei is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jupiter Ascending, But ar- I feel like they're, just, they're, only, <laughs> <laughs> they're only good. I feel like they're good with certain tropes. Like they really know how to pull off certain tropes yeah. really well. Uh-huh. But but then when you put Channing Tatum in it, and he was it, he had like some kind of weird space roller skates on that he was, and just, he had the, this weird weird end sync look with the blue eyes. Is no the, one gonna mention yes. the elf ears? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we were getting there. <laughs> he was basically an elf, Justin Timberlake from NSYNC. With the curly, with the nude crunch hair. With the nude crunch hair. Yeah, basically. Yung wala pang flavor. Oh my god. Plain nude crunch. Was that a th- the people? Eat, what the people eat? Oh yeah, no people eat. Yes, and they're called psychopaths. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. here we have mix making like just picking fights with people again. Yeah, dude, if you eat nude crunch without the flavoring, you deserve to be in a fight. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Yes. So, so all kidding. the people that were offended by that and want to beat Migs up, his address is <laughs> at me. At me. What what is your what is your up. Facebook Mig so people can fight you on? on My Messenger. Facebook is www.facebook.com slash you suck. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. You know, at I'm one kidding, point on our social media, you could probably find him there. Yeah. yeah. Please, sorry. please don't message Ian and I trying to pick a fight with Migs. Yeah. Just pick a fight with him directly. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Well, I think are are we ready to to tackle? 
our case file. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. All throughout this I've been, entire I've been podcast, replaying I've, cool. just been, I've just been in my head. Chatutlu. Chatoku. Okay, so we're opening up the case file once again before we end the show as, as per usual. And it is how to actually pronounce Cthulhu. Now, again, mm-hmm. for those people who may have forgotten to give a little bit of pretense, H.P. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft did state that this is the best way that a human vocal cord can actually pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Be- <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, so it's if y'all okay. if y'all hear, heard a sound, it's just it, that's that's Cthulhu. Make make no, it's Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. Yeah. So so okay, that is the because be- because humans don't have the eldritch horror level vocal cords to actually pronounce it right. It's impossible. I'm sorry that impossible. I don't. Exactly. And, <laughs> but, sorry. But H.P. Lovecraft did phonetically write down in that one anecdote how we can actually pronounce it. But, the, okay, it's it's pretty meta when you think about it. So is this taken out of the context of the source material? So like, what, what do you mean? So it's the actual correct way to pronounce Cthulhu, but... It's not referring to itself that you'd go insane if you'd say it. Uh, it actually is in mythos that this is the proper way of saying it. Okay. But the going insane would you'd have to be able to pronounce it the actual way. I think because I think in in that context you would have to understand the language of the ancient gods to go insane. And that yeah exactly that's okay. what's going to make you. Go so insane. I just have to disregard the fact that a human being wrote the actual mythos. Yeah. Do and you that- remember? Yes. Uh, do you remember what what's that movie? The Arrival. Oh, with uh, with Amy Adams. Amy and Adams yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, when they were making the, they were trying to trying to understand exactly the, the more you language. understand the language, you can have the ability to travel back in time. Because it's nonlinear. Their language is nonlinear. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. If you understand the language of the great old ones. Then it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But instead of getting powers, you go insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just humanly impossible. Okay. So I, b- before I actually reveal how to do it, I want to hear your guys' last attempt okay, on why you think it could sound. Now I, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. When you find out what it is, it's not as cool as you think it is. In fact, it does sound a little ridiculous mm-hmm. and funny. But I want to I want to hear your okay. guys' attempts at right. it. So Migs, go at it. Chathulu. Chathulu. Yeah. Uh, I would say your first attempt a while ago is a little closer. Chathulu? Yeah. Are you serious? That's the, uh, the, the portion I said that was right about that no longer exists in your second attempt. Okay. Okay. Ian. Silent T. Chahulu. Chahulu. <laughs> okay. You're correct about the silent T. Oh, okay. Are you guys ready Close. for this? Are you ready okay. to go insane? Okay. Put this in the context... That the last syllable that I'm about to pronounce, the way to actually put your mindset into pronouncing it is imagine you're pronouncing the letter U like a Scotsman. Okay, yeah. so I'm about to say mm. it right now. Okay. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I, I mean, I was pretty excited. Just say the damn word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, it's it's silent T. Uh-huh. And you start it with, you know, the, the, the uh, there's a gargly <laughs> like sound. Phlegm, like Ahmed. Yeah, uh, so it's a clue. So there's like an L in the phlegm part. <laughs> By the yeah. way, to those listening, it's the next 30 minutes is just us trying to pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. So the T. Let's do this. The TH or the T kind of becomes more of an L. L with phlegm. So it's. You know how a Scotsman would pronounce like an L U, like Lu? Yeah. Instead of Lu, it's Lu. Uh-huh. So it's clue, Lou. 
<laughs> well, with the intonation, like, it sounds it's so like you're bad. asking someone if they're okay. Yeah, or it could be, Kahlulu. it could be, so it's like, it's is like, this the only thing that Lovecraft phonetically spelled out? That I'm actually not entirely sure of, uh-huh. but this is how he phonetically spelled out Kahlulu. Uh huh. <laughs> Grief. Yeah. And d- it's, d- is there, are there like, because I'm not sure about the lore, but like, is there another character that they use? The only brother in Lasha. See, Kahlulu? Yeah. No, 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 not character as in like, like, no, fictional but character. Kahlulu has a. <laughs> You're kind of, no, it's a Kahlulu. The L is like a. Try to, like, imagine you're saying you lu like a Frenchman. Like, like a lu. Lu. Kahlulu. 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 There, there, that's okay, it, that's yeah. it. Makes, give give it a, a shot. <laughs> no, but he has a he has a brother-in-law. I don't What's care. What's his name? <laughs> no, because you know how they're like like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. How Douglas Adams actually has succeeding authors yeah. like Eon Kofer, the author yeah. for Artemis Fowl. They added more more information to the mythos. Oh, I contributed. Mean, yeah, I know about the other existing gods like near Lethothel. No, but he has like Kata'nid. an actual Kata'nid. He has an actual brother-in-law. Kathanid. Is it Kathanid? Kathanid. Like, He's the brother of Cthulhu. No, it's not Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. Yeah, Cthulhu. Actually, I just tricked you guys into pronouncing it properly. That way, we're summoning Cthulhu right now. Oh, oh, don't worry, don't worry. It's fine. So if the audio cuts out, then we're probably getting devoured by an Eldritch Beast. Exactly. Now, okay, what do you guys think about this pronunciation? Again, mind you, I'm not making this up. And granted, this is uh, something that I picked up from a video that I watched, mm-hmm. but also this is how to f- phonetically pronounce how it was phonetically written down with the accents, the, you know, that triangle thing? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. The hi-hat, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That's how to, you're supposed to pronounce it. So what do you, is it, do you prefer Cthulhu? Or, because I mean, technically Cthulhu is, it's canon. That's yeah. how yeah. H.P. Lovecraft yeah. wanted but us to pronounce it. Quick question though, like how did it popularize in such a way that people always just say Cthulhu then? Because that's how it's written down. That's how it's spelled. So people just also yeah. people didn't people just assumed the yeah. pronunciation. And I would imagine most people who 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 made call of uh, not, I wouldn't say call of Cthulhu per se, but most people who are into this haven't really like. For example, um, you and Migs are into Call of Cthulhu, correct? Mm-hmm. Have either of you read the Necronomicon? No, not the entire thing. Exactly. And to, you, to add to that, I have the Necronomicon, the the, the, the published mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. and I haven't even read through the whole thing yet. I mean, there's a lot. But exactly, it's a big and book. That's uh, that hasn't even that doesn't even add the little anecdotes and little things that H.P. Lovecraft has written down. So it's understandable that people would actually miss that little anecdote of how to actually pronounce it. I and suppose it just became more more well known throughout time that people know it as Cthulhu. So you had to stick to that, unless it rebrands or something. Yeah, it's kind of like Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not he, he, underst- he he knows it's Gyllenhaal. And he's mm-hmm. mentioned it in, in some shows, but he kind of has to stick with it because when you say, you know, Jake Yilenhol, they're like, huh? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not exactly, I mean, all respect for the lore and everything. It's not exactly something that when I hear, <laughs> <laughs> it's not scary. Yeah, it's not scary. And it's not something that's going to ruin my childhood either because yeah. I've been pronouncing it Cthulhu all these years. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of ridiculous words, like uh, how they, how they Near worship. Lethotep. Yeah, like. How they worship Cthulhu is they go Cthulhu, Cthulhu, Aia Fatagan. 
Oh, okay. I, I can feel him coming <laughs> down now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's how they say it. And that kind of adds to the ridiculousness of this universe. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it just, it doesn't take away from the experience at all for what, me. Khlulu? Yeah. Or it being pronounced Cthulhu? It being pronounced Khlulu. So you'd be okay with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally okay, okay. with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I respect yeah. Lovecraftian lore all the way. Yeah. I, I mean, in the context of how crazy things are pronounced, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. But in terms of instilling fear in the hearts of... Of man. Of man. come close. Like, really, it is really supposed to be that ridiculous. True, Because true. You, cannot pers- c- you cannot possibly mentally fathom... Yeah. Like exactly what this universe instills. Yeah. Like, what if what if you go through a portal that goes into that world, and then you realize the reason why people go insane is because God is revealed to be a goose. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's why you go insane. And it's maybe like, you can try to pronounce it a little bit more of like a gravelly, like yeah. Mm. You could be yeah. that cool, or you could just go by how we've been trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, would you would you would you call this case closed then? I mean, yeah. It was case closed from the beginning. You were just. It. <laughs> no, I mean, are we considering case closed then that we're good with that? Oh, yeah, with that no, we're, we're totally good. So thank goodness that we at least got closure from this part. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've been wondering for almost oh, an entire weekend. That's yeah. true. Uh, the last the last episode we recorded was a weekend ago, and mm-hmm. I made them wait a whole weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I, I told them about Cthulhu, and I told them you have to wait until the next show. And now you guys know it. So I guess Cthulhu is actually Cthulhu. Case closed. closed. <laughs> case closed. Case, cl- case closed. <laughs> well, that pretty much wraps up our episode for today. Thank you guys so much yes. for listening to Geek PD, the show where we investigate movies, comic books, TV shows, tech, and video games to infinity and beyond. Yes. And I'm Ian, and I'm, I'm here <laughs> to cross promote. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, before that, again, I hope you guys enjoyed today's uh-huh. show. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you want to catch more episodes or just backtrack on our old episodes, feel free to check us out on podcastnetwork.asia or in Spotify or on Apple Music. And yes, we are not the only show under the Podcast Network. Mm -hmm. If you want to listen to others, you can just listen to Dre, go to the website or check on Spotify. We actually have a good other shows like The Eavesdrop hosted by Delamar, Monica, and Jelly. So if you want to, you know, listen into some inspirational or some, you know, some womanly talk. Yes. Yes, yes. I want (laughs) to, I don't even know how to properly say it without sounding. (laughs) Yeah, just listen to the show. Uh-huh. Yes, and of course there is the Halo Halo show hosted by Rika and JC, which basically talks about anything under the sun. So if you're somebody who's interested about anything under the sun, <laughs> mm-hmm. then check out the Halo Halo show. All right, and if you are a person who is trying to maintain a business or is putting up a startup, mm-hmm. then you can check us out on Hustle. Oh, Not us out. You can check out. <laughs> can we cut that bit out? <laughs> you know what? I think we'll keep it. It's fun that way. <laughs> No, we bo- just do it again, Meg. No, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> For okay. those of you who are starting a business or putting up a startup, you can check out Hustle Share, hosted by the one and only Ronster. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we also have another podcast solely dedicated to Philippine pro wrestling. It's oh. called the Wrestling Wrestling Show, hosted by Stan Rowe, Camus, and Shino. If you want to listen to that, please, please do so. Yeah, and I mean, I actually do. Have y'all ever seen Philippine pro wrestling? actually really cool like the local scene yeah, yeah. no 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 i do see a lot I of videos super of it because we have some friends that <laughs> yeah, do. yeah yeah and i definitely think you guys should check it out and as ian yeah. said if you're unsure if you, if you like the kind of stuff then check out the rest yeah. of the wrestling show mm-hmm. but of course there is another show called everything in between with joe hosted by well joe <laughs> joe del pilar <laughs> and it's about anything in between or more specifically relationships art entertainment and anything in between all that stuff. so just to clarify everything yeah, everything in, in between. In between. Don't in forget between, that part. In between. With Joe Del Pilar. Oh, yes, of course. Kulit. <laughs> <laughs> you say kulit. 
And if you're having a grim day and you just want to get some laughs out there, then you can listen to The Cool Pals, hosted by James, Nonong, and GB of Comedy Manila. Do a funny mix. Do a funny. Do a funny for us. Knock, knock. Who's there? Kathir. Is that the punchline yeah. and the question? I yeah. love that. I've never seen that before. But okay. yeah, that's about it. I guess if you want to catch us or all those other podcasts, once again, find us on podcastnetwork.asia or on Spotify and Apple Music. So thank you for stopping by the precinct and we'll see you next time. Y'all supposed to join us with that. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>